Welcome everybody to the Sound of the Hardwood Podcast. You're a source for everything basketball. Fellas, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Good. How's everyone? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, well, I'm feeling great because certain team won last night, so I'm gonna just leave that there. So happy holidays, everybody. And the 2020, thank God. Let's get right to these games. So we out entertained with Christmas Day. I wasn't a fan of the games from the beginning, honestly. A lot of them didn't make sense to me, like the Warriors. The Warriors, Milwaukee game, they made no sense to me. The only ones that really made sense were the literally last game of the night and then the Brooklyn and Boston one, which was good for three and a half quarters. What made it so bad here? That game or all games? Just that game in particular. Just like all the other games, it was just ass weapons. I don't have just one. It was just <laughs> ass weapons. That wasn't nothing specific. It was just ass weapons. I don't care if they lost. I, I had them losing. So when we did our picks on Thursday, I had them I had them losing. I just proved I was right. <laughs> I should have put money up. Pure on the first games, so it's like you don't know what it's like as a first, second, third game. It's it's literally just a bubble extended, personally, if you ask me. It's, it's going to be wild. Every, every day is going to be wild stuff happening. Christmas days in general to me have been lopsided lately. Like, not even this year. Last year's games were lopsided. I think Christmas Day games are kind of losing their hype. Players used to get up for Christmas Day games. They're like, oh, it's a big deal to play on Christmas Day because of the national televised games. And for some teams, it's the first time they get a chance to be on a national stage when they're playing during the season. A lot of teams don't get those chances. But now there's so many national televised games. So when it comes time to holiday season, people just want to be with their family. They're not really thinking about the games like that no more. Except for the teams that are in a position to try to win a championship, they take those games serious. But the the average also, Joe teams, if you will, don't want to take it serious no more. Yeah, but also like like I think what Ann said, it was just like the matchups. It, it made absolutely no sense. Like like Nets and Celtics. All right, that that was a great matchup, as well as like the Clippers and Nuggets, because it actually made sense. But like, And then you have, like, Mavericks, Lakers. It was just like, a, okay, Luka versus LeBron, right? Warriors, Bucks, it made absolutely no sense. What? The Thompson injury kind of threw that game off, and the schedule was already made, so it was kind of hard to change that. The first game was good. The Pelicans' uh, Hawk-Heat game, rather, wasn't bad. That was a competitive game Brother. for the most part. It's just uh, they couldn't do anything with Duncan Robinson. They kept leaving him wide open. Apparently Is he the best shooter him. in the league right open. now? Is he the no. best shooter in the league? No. He's the hottest shooter right now. Because the numbers show right now, he's the best, best in the game. He's hot right now. I would say he's hot. Like Ann said, the bubble carryover. So for it's the same concept again. They were pretty much playing home games in the bubble anyway, in a sense. Yeah. So he's pretty much just comfortable right now. He's always open. Like that's the the bad part is even though if people you know would he's think a good shooter, teams are not scheming to try to make him work to get it. Like I would think that he, the Pelicans would have tried to copy what the Lakers did with him and pretty much face guarding him everywhere he is on the court. And then if you have to switch to deny him the ball, switch and deny him and then let the screen man roll and take the layup because that's better than having him wide open shooting threes. I think he made seven threes on Christmas Day. Yeah, so, I think he made six and a half or so, seven, seven and a half. And he's, every yeah, shot pretty much is wide open. Game. Yeah, that that even even when his hot start, that game still ended up being a decent game for the most part. And then because then they came back a little bit, but yeah, you just can't. It was just weird. I guess B brought up a good point. It first week, first it's like preseason, so I guess we got to give all these teams what six games before they start. I give it a month. It's I tough. give it a month. Six to ten some games. Teams yeah, are already hot. It's tough because some teams are already hot. Like 
you got the Cavs at a three and zero right now. You got the, the Cavs Pacers like, who are three and zero right now. So you have some teams that are playing high level basketball that we didn't not expect. Even talk about how the Pacers Orlando Magic are three and zero. Like you got some teams playing high level basketball that we're not expecting them to. So I think it's there's some teams that are seeing this as an opportunity to say, okay, I've had this layoff between not being in the bubble or if they got bounced out the bubble early. I want to try to take advantage of these teams that had these long playoff runs and try to sneak a win. Like the Knicks, they, we'll get to that later, but that's the example of that. They <laughs> snuck a win. Snuck like, we smoked them. What like the Spurs, the Spurs are kind of doing the same thing or catching teams off guard. Like you could catch some of these teams that had the long bubble run off guard because they may be thinking about resting players or they may take a game off. So there's some teams that are going all in right now, and there's other teams that's pretty much looking like they're playing for a draft pick right now. Like you have this two games, three games in. So the other thing is, like, those teams that made the bubble had two games. Those who didn't make the bubble had four games to play. So that's what comes in favor. Like, it wasn't really, a, really like, a clear – like, a clean preseason. Well, I think the overall picture is just that the teams that are, I guess you can call struggling are the teams that had a, a few roster movements that right. is trying to, you know, again, this is the preseason for them. So they're trying to figure things out. Like, Milwaukee – is their record is what it is because they got a new point guard, so they're trying to figure that out. They're still trying to figure out exactly what to do with Giannis because well, they better again, figure that out quickly because they look kind of shaky. I'm gonna give it like 10 games, like B said, so basically a month because a lot of things factor in the people who didn't make the bubble. This is similar to a bubble schedule, so you got to think playing the same team twice in three nights. It's, it's hard to be an NBA team two, three times, no matter what the team is, because. The first team you might get away with a with a with an ass whooping, but the second game is gonna be like okay, they're, they're strategizing against you now. Like for example, the Indiana Boston game yesterday was a legit good game. Like it was wire to wire. Boston should have pulled it out. They didn't. Bad, bad execution by Tatum at the end, or even by Brad, whatever. But they play again tomorrow in Indiana again. So it's like then you you're gonna see what happens now. Is it gonna be another good game? Is it gonna be a butt whooping? Like what? It, right. I, I think that schedule plays a factor it's too because like it's not like. Season. Yeah, it's not like, oh, we see this team once and then we keep it moving and we get days in between. It's like literally just one day in between, maybe two if you're traveling back home. But those games, the the home and home games haven't started yet. So it's literally if you're playing Indiana, you're there for four days and you're playing them twice. If you're playing L.A., they're probably going to play both L.A. teams once or one of them twice. That that schedule, it favor people. Yeah, it can favor people. that can also make things tough. So there's going to be a lot of games where – just like in the bubble, a lot of close ones, a lot of teams who might not even be playoff contenders in a regular season are going to be maybe playoff contenders. Like Indiana, I'm not surprised them being undefeated. They're always a good regular season team. What beats them is injuries all the time. Injuries always beats them, but they always been well coached. They always been well coached. After they had him in the bubble, who knows what happens? And the Depot, he didn't play yesterday, but he's going to play tomorrow for sure. The Depot is looking good to start the season they look, too. They he's have a like, great balanced team. He's looking fully, yeah. And that's another thing. Keen brought up resting. I'm not a fan of the resting three games in. We're going to get to the games later, but for example, we see what happened to the Clippers. Why was Kawhi not playing? Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Why not? Yeah, okay, but people get stitches all the time and I come know, right back. You're, you're that's true. Right. No, but that's you're, it's a butterfly band-aid. Right. Unless you're still leaking. No, no, you're you're right. But all right. So for example, why you know, in regards to like Kawhi, the same thing could be said about uh, 
Kyrie, he's resting tonight. And Durant. Uh, yep. And Durant. Blake. I mean, yep. I, I'm just not a fan of it this early. It don't make yeah. no sense. You're, you're absolutely Especially right. Especially coming off losses. With Brooklyn coming off a loss like that, you would think they'd be like, you know what? One of the two sitting, I get, but, but both. they both had plenty of rest. KD had two years of rest. Uh, you're not going to really overwork the guy. He's itching to play. We we know real hoopers want to hoop as much as they can. So I'm not – I guess I'm biased. I'm not a fan of the whole rest uh, situation. Like, I, Your I, problem I, is – go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm saying, like, real quick, like, I saw uh, Blake Griffin out maintenance. I'm like – What the hell is maintenance? He's in a car. Yeah. Load management. You're not, you're not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even even with that's what I'm saying. If you're, you're staying there four nights playing them twice on both ends, you're fine. Like there's no need and not not four games in, if twenty not, games in. Okay, that's four games. Yeah, yeah. It's you're you're playing a game, then you're resting, and then you're playing again, and you're resting. You're like, you got three games of four nights. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's to- NBA. They're skipping shoot arounds with this weird schedule. They're definitely skipping shoot arounds. At least one yeah. one of the is skipping shoot arounds. I mean, just have walkthroughs. We all been through walkthroughs. It's literally what it is. I walk through. So you're not really. I mean, maybe you might stay by yourself, get some extra work in, but you do all season shoot arounds and then all yeah. season workouts for shoot arounds. Do some conditioning and then you go through walkthroughs. Then you go to the la- you go to the trans office for like what two hours. Then go home and relax and then come back to play your game. So just like yeah. I don't know. The the, the league has to, and they were complaining about it before in the first day. The, team, the league expanded rosters, so if you need more players, they've given you team this year. Yeah, and it's usually thirteen and two on reserve. So now it's fifteen. You have fifteen players you can use with two more. So you have seventeen in total. You have basically a high school roster. That's how that's how big it is, and you're playing. still gonna worry about wow. no play these guys 10, 15 minutes and then sit them. At least have the rest. Because those 15 minutes, you could play these guys at any key moment. Whereas by injury, whatever it is, you could do whatever you want. Play Griffin should not be rest, considering the team is not good. And if he don't play, they don't win. Some teams could be. That's that's make, for the with the whole Brooklyn. I understand the Kyrie should be playing. I don't see. I can see what Katie's not because Katie's on the crazy injury. That's fine. Well, at the same time, you haven't played in two years. You get as much money as you can, and then. Brooklyn. Say with game 60, 65, cool, sick. We all know no one wants to play the last five games of the year, knowing you're clinched, knowing you're good to go. I'm trying to stick to like the schedule. I went that week, right? So if you're saying you start with Christmas Day and go on to the games that they played later in the week, right? Mm-hmm. The Nets had a blowout against the Boston Celtics that they probably That's what I would bring up. Weren't, weren't thinking they were going to have, right? Yep. So... As Kyrie put it, and I think it was kind of slanderous, but he was like, this is just another sparring session for us. So they felt like they were at a point where they're playing at a level where it's like, all right, we could sit somebody and we still might be able to win the game. Or it's not going to kill us because when we're at full strength and playing, they think they're, they're one of the best teams in the league. You have that mindset. You just got to well, play that's on court. Slander because they're not. They have that mindset on the court. You know, Kyrie don't like Boston. Amongst a lot of teams don't like Boston, but Kyrie playing there for two years. But like, like I said, I think it gives a window. Like the Pelicans, they lost on Christmas, but it's it's giving them a window to be a more competitive team because some teams are kind of doing that on and off the gas pedal. Some days they're really full fledged. Some games they're going 100. Some games they're not. 
100%. You already talked about the Warriors and the Bucks game. That that game was a blowout. There's really not much to talk about in that game. At this point, uh, Curry's just out there playing a pickup game by himself. Other than maybe I mean, Mike Wiseman out there with him. That's about all he got right I mean, now. shout out to Kelly Oubre, who this every shot that's not a dunk. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, well, Curry, Curry, out there, Curry out there making 103 straight. His team can't make one. No, no, no. I don't even want to hear about that. Curry's shooting four for 23 on the teaser from three. And he want to post a video after making 103s. I don't care about practice. Make him in the game. And I'm not even being, what you do in practice. He's, he's still the best shooter, but come on, Curry. You could do better than that. At the end of the day, they're hanging around a lot of these games, but he can't take them over the hump because he's, he's either trying to do the hero shot, which is, you know, basically trying to show he's logo Curry. Because, you know, since he's been hurt, it's been logo Dame or nothing. Everybody's on Dame's and it's like, oh, Dame got range. Dame got range. Dame always had range, but it was just that Curry always did it with more style. But because Curry got hurt, I feel like his chip is more like, let me refresh your memory. But he just got to get layups real quick. Oh, he's refreshing memory, all right. <laughs> start off with middies and floaters, and the threes will fall. But at the end of the day, he's a shooter. We know. We'll know how to get over that. It can also be conditioning, too. He's living down It's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And he's never played well on Christmas Day. I think you know, the fact that, you know, things like, or like Kelly Oubre saying that, oh, he's not Kevin Durant, but he can be as effective as him. Yeah, that hasn't been shown in the past, what, two, three games? Yeah, nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. Yeah, I'm going to point one thing out. I don't even think people noticed. Curry, Curry needs Draymond. Curry needs Draymond bad because Wiseman's still learning how to set the proper screens where Curry wants the balls. Uber is still learning where to give Curry the ball. They're running the same plays they always ran. If you watch just a, fur, a quarter, half a quarter, you'll see they're running the same place. Yeah. The difference is off the ball, Curry's not getting that relocation. We know that's where he lived off that. Like he'll pass the ball up top, go right through, come through that corner, double screen for the baseline three. But Uber would take that first pass from Curry and attack. What you kind of want Uber to do, but at the same time, if you if your star is struggling, you got to make sure as a coach you put emphasis on, hey, let him see the ball go in the hoop. Because guess what, Uber? Then you're going to get even more open looks. Yeah. Guess what, Wiseman? You're going to get even more. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. Who am I? Did you, did you guys see the slanders from the from the Bulls uh, broadcast when they put uh, replacing Clay Thompson with bricks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's crazy. But, I mean, the Warriors are playing – Warriors basketball—that's how they always play. You know, Curry's biggest strength is because he scores so much throughout the ball in his hands. So it's a yeah. That, 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 that's why I'm saying the the offenses are being ran correctly because two out of their big three isn't playing. Thompson's gone for the year, and Draymond's I guess on a maybe week to week basis. We don't really know. Draymond's, Draymond's coming off an injury, but because he hasn't cleared cold, he doesn't have cold anymore. But because he went. Uh, he went to Iowa because of COVID. Whatever he has yeah. is still gonna be under COVID until he gets cleared for it. Gotcha. And then has gotcha. to go those evals for getting back. So right now I was gonna say COVID, even though it's not COVID. Exactly. Whereas someone like John Wall and Cousins and Eric Gordon, they're healthy, but they have they're under COVID protocol. That's why they're not playing. Amongst a couple other players. Yeah. So we gonna talk about that because James Harden just yeah, sounds everybody. Like, right, you know, I'm at a strip club and then. I dropped 44 and 17. So. He, he had 12 assists at halftime that game, but that's we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I thought that was I thought that game was a good game. We've seen Robinson light people up like we know he could do. 
uh, arguably going to end up being one of the best shooters we've, we've witnessed, apparently, because he's around playmakers. He's around people who are shot creators with a Butler, with a Tyler Harrell, even with Drogic. Drogic literally could be a six-man of the year because the way he's creating off the bench from them is crazy. And they, they just got that chemistry going. So they, they yeah, they, they had that that shaky loss to the Magic, I think it was their first game, which threw me off. I was like, wow, they lost to the Magic. I didn't even know that. So I looked at the record, but then they bounced back with this game, and they looked like the Miami Heat from the bubble in this game. And the Pelicans are still, you know, they got one of the teams like I brought up earlier. They got new roster pieces, so they're going to take about 10 games to legit and you got a new system out. with Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, their bench is in a bench, so they're going to always have to keep at least a starter or two in until the bench gets stronger. JJ Redick could make a shot that game. That That's is true. That's just what it is. That is true. Yeah. He just could like, there were times where Zion and, like, pretty much Miami couldn't really stop Ingram and Zion that game. Pretty much they were doing whatever they wanted on offense. Was, but, was Zion at 32 and 14 and then Ingram yeah. at 28? 28, yeah. So every time, but when they would, JJ was on the court, they were running some plays to try to get him some open threes and he'd get wide open and miss it. So they'd yeah, be down like eight, eight points and then want him to hit a three to cut it to like five and he'd miss it. And then somebody on Miami would come down and hit a three. And it was almost like as if he came down and missed the three, Miami came down and hit a three. So they were always trying to play behind, using him to try to cut that deficit, and it just wasn't working. Very impressive for Miami. Like even after Jimmy Butler like went down with the hit, um, they maintained the lead and they obviously ended up with a victory. But just like uh, Miami's bench with um, Avery Bradley and Precious, uh, Precious Achua, sure. like it, yep. it shows how strong Miami's bench is. And that was all without Jimmy Butler. So right, I, that's that's very impressive on their part. Yeah, um, Achua's looking like, uh, we talked about this, so he's looking like a, a, a Trez, uh, a Trez 2.0 for Miami because, not because the hairstyle, but just the energy he brought off the bench. And I know it's just... His skill set, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Makes a lot of sense. And he's, he's just active. When he's out there, it's straight energy, 110% every play, diving for loose balls. He's like I said, he's just active, and that that's what they need. And that, that eleven, the eleven from him on, on five or seven surprised me. Me and Soto was like, "Wait, who's this guy?" And then when I seen, when I yeah, when I seen the first name, and I was like, "Oh," because I was the last name I could remember. But when I seen the first name, I said, "Oh, that's right, they drafted him." So I was like, "Okay." Pretty much dunks for the most part. Yeah, yeah, but that that's just being active though. They need somebody to be active like that. We know. Auto Bam is, but when Bam's not in there, who's active like that? Not a Lennox. A Lennox stretches not the floor. And not Leonard. So to have that is low key like having two Bams. You got Bam, then you got Little Bam. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're trying to create, yeah, and much. that makes it scary. Bam, bam. If, if if he's consistent, yeah, Bam Bam. If, if he ends up being consistent like that, that might be what puts Miami over the top. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't and, and a that, fan. And that's what they needed. They needed somebody to be just like Bam coming off the bench. Yeah, legit. But we'll see. Like I said, that was just one game. He he is a rookie, so we'll know he'll have his, his moments where he just hits walls. But for for off the eye test for now, I was like, okay, looked good. So in new time with all that, but it's early. So now we'll see what they do in game one and two compared to like game or in like game thirty or forty rather than game one and two. So just you know, time will time will tell us all that. But the Bucks and the Warriors game that was an ass whooping. That was nothing really to talk about. Um, Wiggins is not. Tell you, I trust that man. He ain't it. Tell you, I trust that man. So 
I mean, he's playing his regular game, so it's not like he's not like stepping away. Like he's shooting. He's looking to score. If you're six for eighteen with twelve points, you're kind of like not doing what you're supposed. You you getting paid all that money is not looking good. I think I think he got paid a big contract, so the money got paid now. That's all he'll ever see. So the money he'll get paid later for the next contract will be a decent contract, maybe ten to fifteen mil a year for like a four or five year deal. But that hundred dollar man, which he's not. Yeah, so hundred dollar man is no probably no longer unless someone finally taps into what his potential is. Because crazy when he's by himself, if he was by himself in Minnesota, he was twenty five five and five, and he was the second coming of Trace McGrady. Then you get two legitimate players next to him with Levine and Towns, and then end up with you know Jimmy Butler. You fall off the face of you know fall off a cliff. Like what is like that makes no sense. Oh. If you and he was able to be the guy, and then Towns showed up. So now okay, now it's him and Towns. Cool. Now Butler, who was never supposed to be the guy, just went and just took over everything, and he goes from driving twenty eight games to like sixteen a game, and just like what are you doing? Like your league just like backpelling nonstop, and ever since then, now he goes he to gives Warriors. the Warriors that he just doesn't shoot efficient. Like he gives the Warriors about fourteen, sixteen points a game. He just shoots a low percentage from the field, so it's that's what makes it hard. You can take his sixteen points, but you can't take the, the sixteen is, like, points shooting thirty percent. That's like that's his problem. It's sixteen points a game shooting like thirty percent. That's not going to get it done. And there's nobody there. Last year, you were all good. You were averaging 19 a game, looking good, looking at old Wiggins. All right, cool. Back to normal. Now it's like straight doo-doo. So um, between that, um, Oubre, like I said before, he has not made a single single field goal that's not a dunk. I think it's like 10 for 33 or something like that from the field. All have been dunks. The ball is slipping. Shooter slipping. Yeah, they they just need a three point nope, shooter. Nope. They, we ain't gonna talk about it no more. Nope, that's it. He got, he got, he got hit. He got well, hair grease in him. Yeah, too much hair grease, I guess. It is what it is. But, you know, Wiseman looks good. Granted, all his points are coming from empty, you know, empty minutes because he's playing his third, second and thirds. But the fact that he's producing as the guy shows that this potential rookie of the year candidate has promise. It's not like he do, he's doing it with the starters. And you know, being a you know, thing a role, and now as the guy, Grant going in second and third, you're still producing, which is a plus. You know, and it's, so it's it's role playing the flow of the I mean, credit to the Warriors for selecting him. He, he hasn't. I don't think he ha- he has disappointed yet. No, he was he was the best pick that, for that team. There's no other way around it. Absolutely. So, oh, and your boy Brad Wanamaker Soto had a decent game on Christmas. Hey, Brad. So, but they just the Bucks was just too much. So if you can't cover a Greek freak and he gets to do what he wants to do, besides shoot. Middleton, Middleton was killing them. That's the man that got hot. It was and get down the floor. Yeah, I honestly have that great game if you look yeah. at the numbers. Giannis honestly four for fourteen, zero for three with fifteen points and thirteen boards. But Middleton went off third quarter. Well, that's the thing. If you're checking Greek freak, someone's got to be open. Someone's gonna get double from somewhere. Yeah, and Middleton yeah. being the number two guy there. Took over that mantle. Was like, all right, I'm taking over now because Greek Freak is being. I done. like this Middleton. He's starting to look like a, a legitimate number two, not just out there. I think because he doesn't care anymore. Like you don't care. Just right, I'm gonna go out and play ball. When you care too much is when you, things don't work out. And now like you, the way he plays, like 
even going to last night playing the Knicks, he's taking pull up threes from like thirty feet out, but just he get gets and shoots it. During the bubble and last year, he was like, oh, that's what I'm gonna say. This? I think that's what helped it. All like he got a, he got a taste to play without Giannis. He hasn't really had that, so he finally got a chance to say like, yo, I could do this stuff too, like he do. If Giannis out there shooting threes, he going zero for eight. I know I can shoot better than him. I need to take my chances too. And he just right. he's a better shooter. He makes them. So. Yeah, and, and now they have a legit third, you know, a third option. Yeah, well, in it could be two, how you look at it, Drew Holiday. He's not there for the numbers. Like he does everything that that what Middleton doesn't do, what Greek Free doesn't do, what not one of those guys do. Drew Holiday does both. He fills mm-hmm. every single category necessary for any check, any box you got to check off. Drew Holiday does that, and mm-hmm. he, that's why the players say it and people start recognize that he's one of the most underrated players in the league. Like, he's a bona fide stud, but he doesn't get that credit because he's quiet, he don't say nothing, he just goes about his business, clocks in, clocks out, and now that he's on a better team, where he's getting looked at now because you got the two-time MVP, yeah. it's going to it's gonna make sense. Now you're starting to see something with value. Yeah. So maybe the numbers that he puts out now, always yeah. averaging, you know, 17-7 and seven with Philly. Oh, he's by himself, it's a weak Atlanta division, whatever it is. Then goes to New Orleans, him and AD, Tariq Evans, Eric Gordon were balling. They could have made a run with to the, front, to the playoffs, but they met the Warriors. They lost there. Then they were in and out because the West is tough. Now he's with the Bucks, and now he's with another content, no, with a contender team. And you have a top three player in Giannis. Now you're seeing it because there's nothing else on that team between Middleton, Giannis, oh, and now him. Now, does the bench get better? Maybe. I know, and you're a big fan of DiVincenzo, and I know, Keem, you've always been a fan of Brooke Lopez. As time yeah, is. Okay. Brooke Lopez would be much better for them if he did something else besides just shoot threes. He don't want... Right. We were talking about this yesterday watching the Mickey and so now. He gave up rebound the ball. Like, he don't try to do nothing. All he does is just spot up for three. Like, sometimes he, he could just pump fake it and go take a layup. Because sometimes everybody thinks he's going to shoot a three anyway. But he, he's just trying to jack up threes and it don't work. Sometimes he just be out there. I think that game, he had hold on, four rebounds. Come on, bro. He's yeah, no. That's why, like, four rebounds. you know, um, he hit it right on the money when he said, like, he abandoned his game. He just, like, dedicated himself to shooting. Like, I, and I deep, told B. He's a, I told he's B, a good how, shooter for a big. He's a decent shooter at home. Like he's not he's not he's not an elite sharpshooter like right. I I'm know. like yo, how you like seven feet tall and like only average like what like three rebounds per game? It's like yeah, he just, yeah. He just yeah, and it's not like he he gets like fifteen twenty. No, he plays like legit twenty five minutes per game. He plays starter minutes and he don't right. rebound the basketball. If you average if, if you're seven foot and you play over, say, uh, we'll call it twenty five minutes. Christmas he played twenty. If you play over twenty five minutes a game. You're pretty much a star. Or you get your your head rotation minutes. Your head rotational player. You have to if you're seven foot, you have to average at least seven. That was like that's why I'm like he's going in a basket. Time, like with Dirk Whiskey, like he never rebounded the ball. He was a jump shooter. But as he got when he got better, he was averaging twenty four and nine. You know, twenty five. Get down there and bang. You know what I'm saying? But Brooke Lopez is a bad. At least on the like, offensive left backboard. The Nets, it was I mean, excuse me, the defensive backboard. At least, at least get on the defensive backboard. If you don't cross offense, that's one thing. But at least the defensive. But that's at least guys like Dirk did that. At least like KP does that. All these straight Miles Turner does that. 
like all these bigs that are now starting to shoot or who are shooters as is, do that. You have four boards. You have four boards. Drew Howdy gets that again on a regular basis. Like, that's your point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bro, Pat, Pat Covington had seven boards. Bobby Portis had 12 rebounds. Yeah, Bobby Portis. And Bobby Portis is at a double right double now, for the back team, back-ended big. And Connaughton's on the end of the backup center of the rotation. Bobby Portis is like, like the backup center, to be honest. But does he play? But he doesn't play like he, it was like they always go, oh, you're to the five, you, you know, looking before Drew Holiday, Di Vincenzo, and I think they win. I think they had, a, they had a lineup at one point. It was Giannis the five, Milton the four, Holiday the three, Di Vincenzo, and then DJ Augustine. From and DJ know, Augustine played well that game too. I think he had twelve points off the bench. Uh, I'll Didn't get that to you right now. I, I just pulled the thing up. But yeah, thirteen so points off by one. And that's a slept-on you know, pickup by them because now they have somebody to facilitate that. All right, Giannis, you need to go do something else because I'll, I'll, I'll play more. So now it's opening everything else up. So what else got opened up was this this Boston Brooklyn game, and it wasn't. It was a good game at first, and then it just, and I'll let you take off from there. It just as the uh, Bostonian in the group, that thing that you don't team, gotta go long. It's just two people, KD and Kyrie. We don't we don't yeah, have to go into yeah, a conversation. Off fast. We don't have like it's just they simply don't have anybody to guard those two. And yeah, that's there, just there all was it no is. reason for us. <laughs> Brad to think that Trista Thompson was the answer for Kevin Durant. The answer for Kevin Durant is either Tatum or Brown. Point blank. But he was on Kyrie. That's the problem. Yeah, Kevin Durant's not going to put somebody in foul trouble. I mean, here and there, he's going to do his MVP swipe that he still gets sometimes, but whatever. He's not going to put nobody in foul trouble. Kevin Durant was just like, all right, y'all going to put Tristan Thompson on me? Y'all think I'm that bad? Y'all think I'm that washed? And then Tristan Thompson, he was that bold to pull up full court? Jab step in. So I turned to the KD fan again. I said, go ahead, KD, get your bucket. Me as a Boston audience, KD, get your bucket. That's disrespectful, bro. Come on, man. But that's your energy player. Walk down the court. Four times straight. Bow, bow, bow. Bucket. Bow, bow, bow. Pull up. Now it's too late. Oh, now you want to put Brown on me. Sorry, Brown. You can't get through this screen. Wow. Now you want to put Tatum on me. I'm going to hit the corner. Now y'all got no center because y'all went super small. KD Duncan. Like, bro, I don't going to the basket. It was was just, that's on coaching, bro. I don't know why. I don't know what mushroom, what anything. Okay, Bill Walton. What he doing, bro? I'm going to say mushroom. Bill Walton, I just voted on this podcast. Bill Walton. He's a best society on ESPN. Hey, since since this is your segment, this is you know, if you were the coach, what, what would you have done? You have that's to put bad. Tatum or Brown on him. That's that. Or or even Javante Green. I like Javante Green. Or or even an Ojale, but Ojale is undersized. But you have to put somebody who's gonna get in his grill. And somebody guarding KD or their team, hmm. but the name's not Jalen but, Brown. <laughs> but you can't. But you can't put anybody but Tristan Thompson, bro. Even you can try smart. Because smart could be like what Beverly, what the Clippers wanted Beverly to be back when they were. Yeah, what did work for a game and maybe a quarter, and then KD heard the barking and then went off, right? But it's just you got to play it, you got to fill it out. You you can't go from getting cracked in the preseason, literally the last game you played, and then the second game y'all played the regular season getting cracked again. It honest. is what it is, but it, it comes down to coach. I mean, Tatum hasn't been shooting well all season. I don't know what's going on with him. People could say he's the hair. I just think people know what he's going to do. Yeah, he's I, coming down court, too nonchalant. I called it out yesterday with Indiana. They should have gave the ball to 
Brown because Brown brought them back into the game because Brown's getting to his spots. So Brown overall is at a better spot than Tatum right now. Tatum fell in love with the sidestep three. Brown isn't a so bad he, shot taker. Yo, Brown's a smart him. shot yo, taker. No, we didn't gotta, make him. He, no, 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 he, no, listen, he me, had three hot months. Me, he had a KD stretch. He had three hot months and fell I, in love with that. Nobody was guarding that. But because the reason why I say y'all made him is because y'all took him in the lab and y'all was like, no more mid-range jump shots. I so no God. more mid-range post-ups. We want you taking you straight. Tell me what trainer said that. His trainer said that. Not a Boston trainer. His no, no, that's that's <laughs> the Celtics analytic team. This wasn't his trainer. This was the analytics team. The analytics team was like the shots he was taking in a mid-range area are not efficient shots. They wanted him to work on more three-pointers and more driving to the basket. So that's what he'd been doing. When he did it last year and it was working, that's what he kept talking about, how the, the Celtics staff wanted me to work on more threes and more driving. So when it was working, they was loving it. They was like, yeah, he hitting them step backs but like he already get to the rim. <laughs> but now he don't got that up his, fake two his, dribble his, mini his, no more. No, he don't he got still the, do. He, he, don't got the, he don't got to set the screen and get the guard on me and take him to the low to the hard post or the low box and call for that ISO on that side and hit him with the Kobe fade. He don't got that no more. That yeah, he do. He do. do. See, that, that's the thing. He does. And before you piggyback, be my fault to cut you off. He does. This is the thing. Y'all don't get the channel. Y'all New Yorkers. If y'all would have watched the game yesterday, y'all would be like, oh, damn, that's the Tatum we've been waiting for. What was that Tatum versus Brooklyn? He's putting... Holiday, he's putting a Brockton, he's putting a uh, whoever house freaking whoever their shooter is right now. Oh, the um, you know, he putting them in the post, free throw line, fake shimmy, turn around, bow, fade away. But they're still difficult shots. But he's going back to high school Tatum, Duke Tatum, bread and butter. But I'm a fan of Tatum going all the way to the hoop. Who was guarding him in high school? The rest of that, who was guarding him in college? The rest of that. You you can't you can't name anybody, but with these top tier guys in the NBA, he don't want to go back to what he does best. He'll just go back and make it easy, sidestep corner threes, sidestep wing threes. Isolate. Another another hidden factor before so we can move on off this. You know what I mean? Because I can rant all day. Is that he no, also okay, put on okay. he he also put on muscle and weight and from a former person, all of us, from former hoopers, you know when you put on weight, things change. When you put on muscle, things change. You put on muscle to go to the hoop. He's not going to the hoop. They win that game last night if he goes to the hoop. But what did he do? He settled for the same move he put on Giannis in the opening night uh, and, and missed it. Back Pop, rim bam, when he should have just went. This is why I'm saying Brown's game's a step ahead, but he's not getting recognition because Brown figured out my spot's the midi. I'm getting to the midi or I'm going all the way to the hoop. I'm going to try to throw it on you. If I miss it, the foul. Brown's not getting recognition, and that's going to be bad for Boston because at some point, Brown's going to walk out the door and, and be like, so, I want this Jalen, more. Jalen Brown is always It is what it is. My rank's done. I rock with Tatum. I don't want to say like a Tatum hater, but he just got to be smarter, bro. It's, the three's not falling right now. He had a rough start in the bubble Jesus. and a rough finish in the bubble and then got hot in between. It's the haircut. Yeah, you cut the haircut. <laughs> so he, he, he Get the fade. Get the fade. Life's getting poppy, man. He just, he, he, he become Dominican. <laughs> nah, nah. Shout out to Juice, God. I'm going to give him a shout out. He tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted last night. It's sidestep poppy, but you got you to gotta quote him. Yeah. He said sidestep poppy. <laughs> it's, it's the haircut. 
But but like him and like you said, even Soto said, we got you, you he's trained to do it, live and die with it. I don't even think coach was okay with that last minute shot he took yesterday, but he said, you know what? He's made it the game before, so what do you say? That's your best player taking the shot. You just well, he thinks is the best had. shot available, so that's that's how it goes down. Exactly. But Tatum very early has reached a point where Jordan had that patent fadeaway. Melo, the jab step pull up. Kobe, the patent yes. fadeaway. Yes. Dirk with the with the, with the with the, the leg one up foot. Mm-hmm. with one footer. You're saying James Harden with that ISO rip through. All these guys have their patent moves. So yeah. this move, because Tatum's hit so many of these. In the past, whether it's getting high or if it's for game winners or game teams and shots, that's going to be his go-to. So now that's his forte. Whatever yeah, he does to get it. that shot off, it's going to be that move. So in this case, dribble, dribble, iso through the legs, sidestep, pull up, bang. And the fact, you, the fact you can call it out is crazy. So if you can call it out, exactly. imagine somebody getting paid millions watching yeah, film. He just has to switch it up. Makes people think about what Big Baby said about a month ago when he posted that workout video. Now you're starting to think, was Big Baby sounding so crazy now? Talk about all that dribble, dribble, dribble. I didn't think he sounded crazy when he said it the first time because I've been watching Tatum with that sometimes. I think he over dribbles. I, yeah, I know you said you want to move on. on, so I'll make it brief, but I think he's got <laughs> to have a counter move. Like sometimes that's what I'm saying. Move, he has to learn how to bait that move and then get a better shot. Yep. Because it's like people know, Agreed. like he said, people know it's coming. So it's like I can bait that step back and then see what the defender does first. Yeah. I'm taking so long. Back. Like yep. sometimes he come down and be like, oh, right, yeah, I got this. Ooh. Because he knows a lot. Nonchalant. Like do, do it in like slow motion. Brogdon and TJ Warren was in his chest that he couldn't do it no more. Then it's bobble, 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 looking like a, a level 70 in 2K with no dribble animations. B, he needs to add that uh, Soto Euro. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, let's cut so, the podcast so, early. We'll, we'll post oh, at some point. That video will go up. But Soto's Euro? Mint. He's a powerful demigod, that's all. Mint Euro. No, I'm talking about Soto Relate. Forget 2K. Soto Relate, that Euro? Mint. I've never seen Euro in real What was not meant was the Lakers Mavs Christmas. That game was only only played out for one thing. For the NBA to try and make Luca look I like he's the, the, the he's not ready for that the yet. Guy. Not the, the, one, the guy in the NBA. But people seem to forget that there's a man like LeBron James. But it turned out LeBron, LeBron had a calm game. He had a calm. He had twenty-two and ten. But that's a calm game. He was chilling. This is this is when we said back at like Keem Rand. The person who the, the person who I'm gonna go take a shower. So I'll come the back. Person who was dropping their buckets was Montrez. That's the person. Somewhere somebody don't told somebody that Montrez Howell can't shoot, and that boy was like, "Yeah, I must don't know. I got that mid-range pull up. I've been in the lab with that." He was just catching the ball on the on the low post. And just turning and facing, doing his little size up dribble and pulling up and hitting mid range jump shots. Tell me more. Didn't Tell me about the size that well. jump shot that you got with, with Trez. Then over here, AD. I'm saying, look at your AD. Be... Uh, to me, I feel like talking okay, about LeBron. I'm, I'm listening. Talk about Braun and AD is, is child's play. You already know that's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It's like Christmas time. That's under the that's under the tree already. You don't have to barbecue chicken, that. right? Barbecue chicken alert. You already know that. Something like brothers bop, 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 barbecue. You don't have to worry about that. You already know that's going to be finger licking good. 
So we just let them chill and get, my, their oh, yeah. Buckets, yeah, yeah, yeah. get their stats off. Mm -hmm. But Montrez played well, Shooter played well. Gasol didn't have a lot of points, but he played better defensively, which is a good thing. Yeah. And uh, Doncic had help. You know what I mean? It's, everybody in Summer 5 had 10, oh, more than 10 points, so it wasn't like it was oh. like, he got double digits from five of our players. Nah, but see, that's the thing. Like, when you have, again, Tim Hardaway Jr., where you're paying him 16, 17, 18 mil, and he's shooting, he, he's shooting, he's shooting 31% from the three-point line, 39% from the field. Well, y'all like, had him on the Knicks. Y'all know what he does. He, he did the same he thing. That's why we gave him the boot twice. <laughs> well, he, was, he had issues the first time around. The first time he left on his own. Yeah, I didn't give him a boot the first time. He he left on his own the first time. I gave him a boot the second time. But, I mean, this is what this Dallas Mavericks team is. We said it several times. If Pazingas is in uniform, healthy, and playing, they're a scary team. Because if you get 10 points from him, 10 points from Finney, 17 from Josh Richardson, and I think Trey Burke well, had 17 off the bench, points by that's a scary team. A point game, everything changes. Yeah, so it's a scarier team when you have him there. But when he's not, they're beatable and stuff. Unless you're so, they're looking shaky. And they're going to keep looking shit until they figure out who's going to be what to take in a role. Otherwise, Luca's another person to having a rough start just overall shooting-wise. Not only just like Tatum, but like a bunch of players, if you if you just look at the numbers. Like 9 for 19, he still had 27, but 9 for 19 isn't really a luca light game. And then yeah. 2 for 5 from the 3, he probably gets more threes up usually. Bubble, Bubble Luca's probably taking 7, 8 threes a game. So yeah. you take 5, game. yeah. To only take five, it's kind of like he knew, okay, it's not my night again. Let me just attack. So I don't know how, how much free throws he had, but he probably averaged close to eight. The only guys who honestly played well outside of Donkic was, Jason, was Josh Richardson, yeah. who was a low-key good pickup by them, went out for them. And Trey Burke, and Trey who Burke had probably the best stat line outside of Donkic at 17-1-2 on 5-10 yeah. with a block. Yeah. And also Dwight Powell, Off the best you know, four for four, 11 points. You know, he's, he, you know, he's coming off an uh, injury, too, so. Yeah. Well, Powell's a perfectly big 4KP, but. They need KP, that's what I said. Everything right. based upon Dallas. But that makes everything a lot more difficult, and, you know, the best Part ability you can have in this league is available. And now with the meniscus repair, another knee issue. On the other knee, now you got two bum knees. So it's just now when he comes back, what are they going to be when he gets back? Are they going to be the top five team in the top four team in the West with mm -hmm. him? Maybe, yeah. So, and now will they get there if Donkic holds them, you know, at 500, around 500 until then? So if you don't play, this season is going to be a wash, especially with, you know, with a MOB type, type season, you're playing against the entire Southwest division. More and more. So you've seen the Rockets more. You've seen the Pelicans more. You've seen the Spurs. Spurs aren't that good, but the Spurs are very competitive. Oh, oh, You're see them. Spurs is undefeated right now. Two and one. Whoa. We're talking about three games in the year. Talk to me once. Whoa. 40 games Whoa. in. We're not going to slander the Spurs like that. We're not going to slander the Spurs. We'll get to the Spurs later. So don't, don't even. It's three games in. There's, I'm not giving anything hold done it. with three hold games. Hold it, Soto. You, you can have your moment later. Everybody get to have their moment. Have you can have your with moment. The have your Go moment. ahead. But you, great no, we're still one two. Y'all brought up some points about players struggling, right? A person who is struggling right now is a man named Jamal Murray. That man is that that man is super struggling right now. I don't know what happened in that layover from the bubble to now. 
Maybe it's because he signed with New Balance. I don't know what it is, but or maybe maybe he, he need to get those Adidas back on. A great bubble. Uh, he need those Adidas like, back. He was hooping in the Adidas. The, this this New Balance thing ain't working. First place, he's just a really good guard on a really good team, and um, he needs a full season to prove that he's the guy. I mean, he played well on Christmas Day. I mean, granted, they lost to the Clippers. But he had twenty three and out. nine for twenty. But he's gonna be a, he's gonna shoot regardless. But, but that that was a I don't think he played well because at one point in that game he was like over some. It took him a minute because Nets Twitter was like you know, when he finally made a shot they all he, he was playing really bad in that game. I don't think he ever really found them. Yeah, he he was he was he was playing terrible up until like I guess like the fourth quarter. Like when I heard, like to get yeah, like Richard Jefferson was like, oh, like you need to wake up. And as soon as he said that. That's when Jamal Murray started going a little bit off. But, I mean, he's shooting, what, 25% from the three-point line? Yeah. 35% from the field? Something like that. I think what the Nuggets need to do, and I I think they've been teeter-tottering it with the whole time that they've been – this group has been together, is you got to put Will Barton to start five because you're getting nothing out of Gary Harris offensively. And I don't think he's that good of a defender where having him on the court is that necessary. It's not like he's a guy that's known for locking people up. Well, you well, said, oh, because Murray doesn't out there for defense. Office, so yeah, so you're going to have to try to beat people with more production right now because he's coming in the game right now. I think that game he had about 15 points. He had 15 points, and he had 16 one in the game. So he's averaging about 15 points right now coming off the bench, but you're not getting that production out of Gary Harris. He's just out there. I said the yeah. same thing in the bubble. When he came back to get the Lakers, I was like, yes, because I knew he wasn't going to do anything. He knew he wasn't going to make a wide-open shot, and I know he couldn't guard anybody on the Lakers. So I'm like, go ahead, knock yourself out, big fella. So that's basically what happened in that game. On defense, anytime anybody who he guarded, they attacked him. And then on offense, I just leave him open because he can't even make a shot right now. Make, no. make a couple of them, then come back when you're, you're saying when you actually but he's not doing that. Yeah. So, But you need, you need a defensive, a good defensive wing in the perimeter, especially with Jamal Murray because he can't guard anybody. I think Bart can be that He's athletic enough. He's athletic enough to be that. But he gives you more offense. And Murray's struggling right now. And you're putting so much pressure on Jokic to do everything again. And this is not big body Jokic. This is skinny Jokic. Big body Jokic could do it. Because he could body with the bigs on other teams. But now as a smaller player, I feel like he don't really want to bang like he used to. He's a little bit more finesse now. So he's working harder on both sides of the court now. So then he got to get a triple-double for them to have a chance to compete in games. That's not fair to Jokic. When you're the guy, you got to do what you got to do to get these dubs. That team is Jokic's team nonetheless. I got to say it again. Like, I was like, you got to take this play with the Spurs, but this is fast. It's three games in. It's early. The Christmas Day game, it is what it is. They got they got beat by the better team. The better team won that day because it's the start of the season. So Paul George is coming on a wild – offseason, leave it at that night. Because I don't he he was done after regular season because he was nowhere he found in the playoffs. So God. he comes back, he plays well. He played great in the, in the win against the Lakers. He played well on Christmas Day. He had 23 and 23 and 5 with nine assists on eight and fourteen. So with him too, it's three games. When does Paul George come back down to earth and is like, or is this actually Paul George? He came back down to earth the last game of this play. We talk about that later. I keep saying that a lot, but no. that's when he came back. He already came back down. He already back to like back to reality. I, already but that being said, it's been three games. I want to see when he <laughs> does what he does in the bubble and goes 10, 15 games where it's like, right. what are you doing? Where are I'm, you? I'm always saying that because he don't have, he don't change his excuse of why they played bad like three times. Well, it's too late now. You, you, you outseed your coach. 
But the coach that you have now was the lead assistant coach for your previous coach in the past. So now you have no excuses. Tyler's no, dis- okay. no disrespect to Tyler. We just had a coach against LeBron. That's what he there for. They 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 hoping they see the Lakers in the playoffs, so they got an advantage having Tyler lose. So uh, Kawhi played well. Nick Batum is a crazy good pickup. I know you think that, that, that. I was just about to know. that. Nick Batum is going to be huge for them. Tell he can get twenty a game. He can guard your best player, and he can fill the stat line. So. We'll see how that pans out in due time. Um, King's Square player Pat Beth had nine. No, he's on his way out pretty soon. <laughs> um, and the Baca played decent. That's Ann's boy, Serge Baca. He played well. He's just a small ball big, a true four. He's playing a small ball big, and then he'll be to see how he does in the playoff time. And then after I that, think, it wasn't really much. We had 12 by Zubak. I think I, I mentioned Lou, that. Eight like, by Kennard. I mentioned that like last episode. The fact that you have Zubak coming off the bench. And providing, you know, either, you know, 11 points, 12 points, 10 points. Like, he's, yeah, he's, like, providing a little spark off the bench, which is exactly what they need. So, yeah. um, putting him back in the starting lineup and, you know, having Zubak come off the bench, that was that was pretty big for the Clippers. The person who's not having a big – not playing well at the bench right now is Lou Williams. They need him to wake up eventually. They can't go a whole season with him not giving them production off the bench because he's too important to their second unit. Well, he, I mean, he is the bench. Basically, it's not even like he is the best. There's no other way around it. Like he is best fit for what he does. You can't move anybody else out. Pat, you can't make him a start and put Pat Bell off the bench because you need a defensive presence. Which Lou will provide zero. And offensively, there's no one else. Not, I can't rely on Zubak or Pat, Pat uh, Patrick Patterson or any of these other guys sitting there off the bench giving me 10 games. It's not gonna happen. Lou will is probably. If not, if not the one of the greatest six men of all time, and you know he should have been also several times as you know as a six man, but that is what it is with that. But, I also think they should know. give Reggie Jackson some minutes, especially at the point guard spot. They I think he should start. be serviceable. Yeah, most defensive that's the case. Reggie Jackson's still a quality point guard. Regardless. Nah, I I think well that could work too, but I think having Reggie Jackson come off the bench, I mean run yeah, come off the bench and run that point guard, let Lou Will go back to being a legit straight scorer, run plays for Lou Will, then they'll be fine. I think the problem with Lou Will right now is that him and Trez had chemistry, so yeah. he has dipped. I was like, him and Zubak don't got that chemistry. Zubak was a starter. Well, he was a starter. So it's it was not like the same threat. He's not the same yeah. offensive threat in that pick and roll game. Yeah, exactly. So he's a little bit slower than Trez. Like, not as active, just slow. Just a big, slow, big and slow, bro. That is what it is. It's a little big. Yeah. So Lou will find his groove. I'm not worried about Lou. But, I mean, to help him find his groove faster, I think I'm, I'm going to go with him and be like, hey, play Reggie Jackson, put Lou off the ball, let Lou just be a straight scorer. Straight buckets. Don't have him try to basically run the playmaking role, bring yeah, the ball not, up, call the play. That's not his game. Yeah. I mean, he hey, could Reggie, do that too, but yeah. You'd rather him off ball, just go man. get your bucket. Reggie Jackson's not a bad defender either. It's not like he's like a terrible defender. He's not a bad defender. So I think he's, he he's a quality guard. He, he's, he's a starter Somewhere in the league, I don't know. He's probably between what eighteen and twenty-five. What points were? Reggie Jackson as, as, as points. A point, as a, if you put, as a starter, he's what? Maybe I think 25 oh, no. region. 
even on like for the Clippers, you said come off the bench. I think he's a guy still. If he's a kill capable, like a Derrick Rose, I think he's a guy off your bench that can give you fifteen points and five assists. He's still capable of doing that. I just don't think he's getting that chance with the Clippers because they have a style that they think he should play that he doesn't fit. And I think that's just why he's just odd man out right now. Yeah, it's early. He's not a spot-up three-point shooter in the corner like they do with Patrick Beverly, who doesn't really hit threes like that. But He's the backboard. <laughs> that's what they kind of do with him. They put him off in the corner. They let him play full-court man. That's not Reggie Jackson. He's a, Like I said, he's a Derrick Rose type of guard. I think the Knicks would love Reggie Jackson because I think he's a free agent this summer. So you could sign him for something that's re- relatively cheap, and he could be a guy that can be that scoring guard that can also play make, but he's not going to break the bank where if it doesn't work out, you can move him to another team. There's a lot of guys now you could do that. Well, there's a lot of guys that mix you could dunk. A lot of guys you can keep, but that's not the here nor there. I mean, he's still a quality player. Like, he's not he's not a bum. No. There's several players in this league. Like, yo, why are you in this league for? But you know why they're there. But since the, who the Clippers have been out bums. They're all quality players. You just got to play them and play them to what their best fit, like you said. So... But if the system don't work, the system don't work, then move him and get somebody else in there. With the Nuggets, if the guys don't fit, move them elsewhere. The Nuggets have one of the best benches in the league, the deepest benches in the league. So if Gary Hayes don't work, swap out, drop minutes, give bits to the ball, or whatever. Monty Moore is another good option for them. Please. They won't do that. Put, oh. put take Gary Hayes up the top five. Please. Please. It is what it is. Send him somewhere. Trade him for Buddy Hilde. Apparently, you would say everybody wants Buddy Hill now. Wait, don't try to play Hill. Why would the Kings do that to themselves? They're, they're looking so good over there. Yeah, well, everybody wants them, though. But, um, yeah, we'll get right back to the weekend games in this short break. Well, before we begin, welcome back, everybody. And what's your tell yourself happening right now? You just said uh, just – Matthew, you know, I'll, we, we, we don't worry about it. We don't worry about it. Just, just enjoy, enjoy the food. The food good. Shit, just watching the Pats. Why? Why? They're done. Cam's done. It's over. Nah, I want Cam to come back, but that's a different story. We on basketball, so let's go. <laughs> so, get right to it for the weekend games that were on everybody watch on NBA TV. The Hawks Grizzlies. I don't care about the score. Shout out to John Collins. That's the guy right there. Grayson Allen. Dirty Bird. Dirty. Oh, God. He's got, he's got a, I don't know. You got to figure it out. Talking about I've done nothing wrong. He's clearly kicking at feet, trying to step on back people's heels. What, what's going on? What's going on? Kim, you the Duke guy. You like Duke? I don't like Duke not at all. <laughs> I've been in a Duke game before, but I'm not a Duke fan. I understand Duke crazies down there. For them, when they got games, they tailgate like it's a professional sport game. Grayson Allen's always been like that. I think he's kind of just got a chip on his shoulder that he hasn't learned how to control. And sometimes he got better than it was when he was at Duke. So that's a chip on his shoulder? But he just got a chip on his shoulder. Play? You could tell he got a chip on his shoulder. Because I kind of I coach a kid that's got a similar kind of complex. It's, it's kind of got it's that, like, no, it's not a dirty. It's like a, like, I feel like people don't respect me. They treat me like I'm just that white boy on the court. So he has that demeanor with him. Like, Tyler Hero got the black drip. So he doesn't have to, like, play like that. Because it's like he, his vibe comes off like, yeah, you, you, you be around with homies in the block. You good at the cookout. You got a seat at the table. Grayson don't give off their vibes, so he's handing like, out utensils. <laughs> he he kind of plays like, "Yo, y'all not gonna disrespect me." Like I'm like this, like polo docker wearing white kid. Like that's not. Stop trying to play me. 
So sometimes he comes off a bit aggressive. So that play with Trey Young, that was really just a tangle of where you felt like, you're not going to press me. Like, I'm soft out here. Stop playing. Get your little ass out of here with that. So he tried to get physical back. Trey Young was like, no, don't don't try to violate me. I'm Trey Young. I'm trying to put you in your place real quick. So And then they had that little jabs on Twitter. But for the most part, it was just a basketball play. They got tangled up. They said something. They shoved each other, and they squashed it. And then Trey Young went on to proceed to give them, like, 36 or something like that. 37. Yeah, yeah exactly, 36. So What a, what a start by Trey Young, though, to that's start off the season. Is. 37, you know, first game, 36 game. Like, he's just killing it. He's making his his own case for MVP right now. I mean, I know it's it's early in the season, two games, but – it's just, you know, but it still late. shows like right. small sample size is small sample size. Granted, it's only three games, but so far, so good for them. But I think the devil will go back to the Grayson thing. That's a second. I think they need that though. They don't have a physical, like, they don't have a guy on their court that has that feistiness to him other than John Morant. Like, John Morant has it. J- Jaron Jackson is a little bit more laid back, he can play. But he's not one of those guys that is going to be that type of aggressive enforcer type of person. Brooks was like that when he first came in the league, Dylan Brooks. But they've kind of toned him back because similar to like Grayson, he can be a hothead sometimes too. So they kind of toned him back. So I think as a young team, they kind of do need somebody on the court that has that type of aggression other than John Well, Moran. they did have that. He went to go to the finals last year in Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah, they did trade that away. But Another I still, aunt favorite. The fellow Bostonian. That Jay Crowder gives DJ Man Boston who couldn't buckets. shoot for Boston. He get Boston. But ever buckets. since he left Boston, he could shoot. Gunner. Buckets out here. Straight buckets. Okay, Ed. Oh, you know what's paying. <laughs> but I think but Memphis is similar, like Soto said. It's Trey Young was just killing them. They really have they don't have really great perimeter defenders. Like, that's the one weakness of John Morant's game. He's not a great defender, one-on-one defender right now. And he's even worse in pick and roll. And Atlanta runs a steady diet of pick and roll for uh, Trey Young. So, pretty much they just kind of picked on that all game with putting John Morant in those situations. And as athletic as he is, it's weird that he struggles so much guarding pick and roll. But I think sometimes he gets caught cheating, trying to go underneath the screen. And then if he doesn't get back, to the shooter in case a guy like Trey Young, he'll shoot that from hash mark if you're not there. So I think that kind of happened. And then if he did get over the top of the screen, they just went by him because he doesn't have the physical body yet to take that screen on a consistent basis and get over it or under it. So that's pretty right. much what they did to him defensively. And then he has no help really on offense right now. Yeah, so. I mean, the Grizzlies, their bench is like, I don't know what. Yeah, exactly. They only had what, like twenty-two points off the bench, and it's like, who's you know, who's the guy off the bench that you know that provides that scoring punch? Because because you know, as opposed to you know the Grizzlies, Atlanta has what Herder. They have, um, I mean, yeah, you know, Gallinari was injured, but they usually have uh, Bogdanovich coming out the bench, or he started or Hunter or or Reddish. Cam Reddish would be Cam Reddish is usually yeah, but but Herder himself, Herder Gallinari, twenty one had twenty one. You know what I'm saying? So Atlanta has a couple of scoring options. You know, Memphis doesn't, and that the roster is gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty. That's gonna be weird. Who's gonna start? Who's gonna start? Who's gonna finish? But you know, you said it perfectly. Memphis, it's. They There's did. nothing they, on that roster. They tried to stay put, like similar, like you said one time before, B, in the previous podcast, is about the youth movement. Well, they tried to stay with theirs 
and it's not working at the present moment because they don't have Jaron Jackson. So it's really exposing that that other youth other than John Morant and Jaron Jackson don't have the same ceiling as those two. Right. So it may have been better to try to cap, you know, guy like Solomon Hill, Jay Crowder, or maybe Iguodala to try to have those veteran players to help develop John Morant and Jaron Jackson, similar to what Atlanta is trying to do or what Miami has done with their young players and their veterans around them. Yeah, it's just sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work. Sometimes it's just you got to add stuff. And they had good pieces. They got rid of those pieces, but you got to replace. So the only thing with Atlanta is that they've supplemented what they have. They supplemented more people into what they already have. What what Herder, Hunter, and Reddish do around Collins and Trey, they've added Capella. They've added Gallinari. They've added Rondo. They've added Bogdanovich. They've added guys that supplement. So whether it works as a comment as commentary sure, pieces, we shall yeah. see. But they got what? Fifteen from Hunter, fifteen and eleven from Hunter to be exact. They got thirteen and ten from John Collins, and obviously Trey Young had a thirty six. And like Soto said, Herder had twenty one off the bench. So here's a weird here's, here's an odd question for you. With all the money put into the vets, John Collins was offered a extension. He said no because he wants max money. Is oh, this is for anybody here? Is John Collins worth max money? No, no, no. So I think his max is one ninety, one fifty, one seventy, one ninety. It's somewhere around twenty five million like, a year. A guy like him is going to get that from a bad team, and and like I'm not. I know your Knicks are left Knicks up to talk about, but usually that's a team that had a history of they might have thrown that money at him. They've been that type two, of team. Two years that, ago, yes. That usually, Collins. a player like him that's seeking that big money, they might have thrown it at him to like, say, "Yeah, come over don't, here." Don't get me wrong; like he's very talented, but he's not worth max. No, he hasn't shown me like enough to for me to say, "Oh, he's definitely a max," you know, player. He's a cornerstone piece. I just don't think that not Lloyd that Pierce is going to use him to price tag. Because then if you give him that big deal, then you know you're going to have to give Trey Young about 40 or more because you can't yeah. give him 30 and then give Trey Young about the same. Yeah. So I don't think he's turned – he's not a superstar caliber player, and that's a superstar caliber contract. Max money is max money. It don't matter how much it is. So right. I don't think he's at that level yet. A bad so, team, he might give it to him. Like some right. of these bottom teams Somebody that, desperate. that don't really care, that make bad roster changes. Like the Detroit Pistons, who got like thirty-five power forwards anyway, they might double, the double down, get another one. Um, the Sacramento Kings, who at one point had like five centers on the team, might say, well, "You know what? We need another one. Bring them back." Going, going off grid with that. So, that's before the whole Buddy Hill. Everybody wants Buddy Hill now. Apparently, is Marvin Bagley an answer? Is he what they thought he was going to be, or is it still like too early? You mean like a situation would they consider trading him for somebody like John Collins? Yeah. Because Marvin Bagley as a role player, not. not as a super as a oh, as not. a centerpiece, was what they tried to do last year, and then Darren Fox took over. So Fox is now the centerpiece. Probably. But the closer piece in Atlanta I, is I John Collins. I, I think and it's just Trey too Young. early to tell. You know, it's just we, we we haven't seen much of you know Bagley obviously due to injuries. It's too early to tell. We have, we have to see more of him. It's gonna be the same thing because Collins was hurt or he's been hurt. hurt. It's suspensions. Yeah, the suspensions yeah. But when he plays, he can play. So could you see a Bagley Collins or Collins be 
with Kong Song Guy if he were to be moved. I, I, I would still want Max money. So if you don't I, pay him now, he'll go elsewhere and get paid. I don't know. Like Christian Wood. I would I would take Collins over Bagley right now. So that's all that's what I'm asking. Because yeah. it's you know, Collins is walking twenty ten when he gets right. I mean, career-wise, I think what Collins is like seventeen and and nine, and Bagley yeah, is yeah. like twelve and nine. So it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> interesting because we're on a like Collins destination. I think I'm not sure if they would give him that type of contract, but I think he'd fit nice in like maybe like a Toronto if he didn't go back to Atlanta. Who? Cool. Uh, John Collins, because he's similar to like uh, Ibaka. That would be a good fit. Yeah, he's young and he he does what Ibaka does, but better. He's just a younger version. Now, does he get on the floor? It depends. So, but going back on, numbers to go with the rest of the night. Well, in the middle game because my Knicks got pieced by the Sixers. I mean, they weren't. They didn't get beat. It wasn't. The score was worse than what the game really was. The game was really sloppy. It was a great first half. Third quarter, for some reason, for for most teams, I can't say just for the Knicks. You know, it's been most of the Knicks the past couple of years, but a lot of teams. Start off piss poor in the third quarter, and I'd have to rally up or kind of open up, you know, open up the the, foot, the footways for the big leads to happen. Same thing with the Christmas Day game. That six, that Pelicans Heat game was a good game until about halfway through the third, and then it just took off, and that was all she wrote for the Pelicans. So same with the Knicks, though. It was a good game. Embiid was being super lazy. Ben Simmons wasn't doing nothing. Now it was was Tobias Harris. They're all putting shots, so they just weren't going in. The Knicks stayed within it. Knicks went cold. Good teams do what good teams do with good coaching. Yeah. And they have taken over the Sixers. And then with the 14-point lead, stayed off 14-15, got to 20, and then that would have been five, five minutes left. And that's, that's, all that was, that was all that was to it. As crazy as it may sound, right, because when – Julius Randle was on the Lakers. This you would have never heard me say this sentence, but Julius Randle is y'all best player right now. Okay, that's fine. He's a guy who he plays better when he does less. Like he's not trying to bring the ball up the court. When he's not trying to run an offense. When he just gets the ball in that high post, low post, and he makes his move, he makes good plays. Mm-hmm. But because y'all don't have a point guard, not to beat a dead horse here, because you don't have a point guard, he feels the need. He got to get the rebound and then push the ball up the court. So then now he's pushing it up the court. Then now he's getting picked up as soon as he gets across half court. So basically, he's wasting energy trying to do a point guard. Trying to facilitate people you have other Yeah, teams. instead of yeah. just, you know, getting down the court and getting to a spot. This is where I think. Somebody like similar and said last podcast, Barrett or somebody, but I think right now Barrett, because he's your most aggressive driver to the basket off the dribble of it, maybe Burks. But Burks is scoring better right now than Barrett is. He's more efficient. I think, yeah. I think he's got to be the guy when Randall or somebody gets a rebound, go get the ball and bring it up the court, especially if you're struggling shooting. But because he's such a threat to get to the basket off the dribble, he's going to occupy some attention. So it's like, okay, go get the ball. If I see Burks is going, okay, maybe okay, call a nice little play for Burks to get him an open shot. If I see Randall is going, call a nice little play for him. Or even use Randall in the pick and roll or do that Mitchell Robinson pick and roll like he was doing last year. Get back to something where 
your offense can keep flowing. So like y'all don't have these dry spells because Randall just right. can't get the ball and go full court and score anymore, which is what I think happened to you on the third quarter. Yeah, and to Randall, surprisingly to Randall's defense, we saw about you know in, during the break, Randall's playing really well these past three. It, it's, a, it's a small. It's only three games. So I'm taking the sample size for what it is. Same thing with the Spurs game. It's only three games. Let's see. If he starts doing this at game 40, where he's averaging right now 24, I think it's a 24, 10, and 6. At this at pace, really he's high clip. If he's doing it, then it wasn't him. That was, it wasn't him that was the issue. It was coaching. Because now you have a coach who's going to drill this concept in your head. And Tibbs is like, you will do what you want to do. If you don't do what you ask of me, what I ask of you to do, you're not going to play. And that's what happened as we spoke with Dennis Smith. He don't do what Tim wants him to do. He just throws the ball away. That's it. That's it. To the day, during preseason, he goes quickly. Tim goes quickly. Cooley shows, I can do it. I do what you want me to do. And Tim doesn't do what he wants to do. And to and quickly go one. The game he started, he had 22, 5, and 5. So it looks great. But now he's hurt because he got hip checked by Drummond. That's what he's out right now. Or, no, it was Blake Griffin. That's what he's out. But Terrell's defense, he's actually doing everything, which is, okay, That's you can do that. But you got to understand, you don't have to force it down everybody's throat, which is what you were doing last year. The whole, I'm going to go into the middle and spin left, go baseline. Like, yo, you don't have to do that. You just go up. You're athletic to do so, which he does. And he's doing that now, making better plays, better passes. RJ Bear, RJ Bear has been making more of a initiative to now be a playmaker. As we saw in the first game, he was just wilding out. That thing went nine for nine and start the game out. So cool. He had nine, nine and four to start off the uh, yeah. first half against Indiana. And then now with the sixth game, he couldn't do anything. But he was still facilitating and doing Anything else need, need to be. So I just feel like with Philly, with a good coach, with now, whether you want to call Doc or Rare or not, and it's not, I'm, I'm not saying that, but some people will consider that considering what he's done in the postseason. But compared to anybody else in the league, outside of Doc, who else has championships in the last 20 years that has a relevant team? And if you can't name them, then you look at Doc. Doc's done it in big moments, big-time series, big-time with great teams, and been there. So now does – now leaving the Knicks now, because it doesn't happen with that game for them. They, they did better last night with the win against Milwaukee in a blow fashion. With Philly, does Doc Rivers, as a pretty consistent, pretty well-put point guard in the league you know, in the 90s, is Doc Rivers the key to unlocking Ben Simmons? Does unlocking Joel Embiid because you need a scoring guard to help Embiid. What has helped what has helped Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid is Danny Green and Seth Curry. If mm-hmm. you if you don't have two forty percent career three point shooters on the floor, everybody gonna do the same game plan they've been doing against uh, excuse me the Philly. I call it the Boston game plan because they've been running that against Philly in the playoffs. Every time they match up, that's why they beat the crap out of Philly. It's just packed the paint in. Basically, in the first half, is you let Joel Embiid do whatever he wants because not too many people can guard him one-on-one. But then the second half, just go double him because there's nobody to shoot. Now, you can't double Joel Embiid in the post. 
because you got so many shooters around him, you can't just go double him. And I think that that game, physical bigs are just the Knicks' problem right now because they don't really have a, a banging big. You have two well, athletic yeah, centers. Is like 220 yeah. soaking wet. And then so, there was the well. Like even like Dwight, yeah, even Dwight came in the game and was imposing his physicality on that game, which is what I thought he was going to bring to that team. When Embiid's not on the court, they got another physical, rebounding, defensive-minded big, which helps them. So right. Simmons doesn't have the pressure for the first time in his career to really have to shoot an outside shot. Now oh, he, went just, five, he went five for nine? Yeah, now we're just telling him to shoot it because it's open. It's like, okay, yeah. could you just take it because it's open? But he doesn't have to now because he has. I think he's made two threes his whole career. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, you know, Ben Simmons, he was, you know, slashing. And the the Knicks defense was so bad, like, towards, like, the second half that it was like the 76ers could do whatever they wanted at that point. It's the third quarter. It's not in the second yeah. half. They probably no. the fourth. The third quarter is the yeah. – Horrendous. And that's what But in this case, with the Knicks. In that game, Seth Curry got hot in the third quarter. Yeah. That's yeah. And then, hasn't. you know, despite Barrett shooting, what what was it, like two for 15? I mean, I, 15. I like the fact that he's he's more aggressive. He's he's looking for a shot right now. Um, like you said, Randall is their best player uh, on the team. And he's actually, in my opinion, living up to that max contract. Yeah, for what it, he, he's getting paid max money for what, right. for what his value was. For the content of time, it's pretty much a max deal. Right. And, and, what, and then what Burks is doing off the bench has been obviously incredible. Um, yeah. That, that was a great pickup for them. So know, here's a fun himself. Keem called this years ago in college. He was talking about came in and said, Keem was like, oh, look, at Albert's going to be a stud. I'm like, all right, cool. Ross in the room playing two. Yeah, he'll be a stud. Man was, did nothing for years. He was always hurt. So then he gets playing time. One year, he has 15 of that year, 16. He averaged 19 or 16 or 19 for the Warriors last year between Warriors and Philly. So now he's actually getting healthy time. It could be something. So now, depending on if he's healthy, he can be what Keem predicted back in 2011 that he'd be a productive, uh, productive guard in the league. Yeah, he's definitely he's not really much. He's more of an LO. Like, He's definitely making his his own case for. He can for score in the three different. He's literally a three level scorer. He gets the basket. Yeah. He shoots the mid range. Shoots the three, and he's got better as a defender. So on the Knicks, he's finally getting a chance to play more, which is helping him. He's gonna earn a contract this season. Somebody gonna pay yeah. him more than what he's worth because he's gonna play so well playing for the Knicks. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks, like I don't know, traded him at the trade line for a first round pick. He'll probably come back. That's the thing. Like Marcus Morris was. Cut. He even said, I'm coming back to New York. But then Clip, the Clippers, because they lost Trez, said, okay, we're going to throw you they over. Just, they just threw they just, the bag at him. And he's yeah, never, as, as everybody, like, of course it's not a good fit, but at the same time, you can take one-year deals and go yeah. for a championship. You get a chance to get your best contract and probably your only big contract, you can take the money. It makes perfect sense. Honestly. So, of course, coming back for a three-year $50 million contract is decent. But four-year 72 like for 76, whatever is he's in the mid 70s. Yeah. You're not gonna say no to that. No one's gonna say no, no matter who you are. You can't say it. I won't call it free money because he's hurt. Because no, Mark Marcus Moore is hurt. But if they if you get it, why not? You could always at any of your contract ask for a trade or go sign for one year's everywhere else. Yeah. That's what Rondo did. That's what Dwight did. Yeah. That's what Marcus Sol is doing. Uh, Wesley Matthews go hop on the team and go win the championship. Simple as that. So we can flip that and get Burks 
which every team, the Bucks, are going to need shoot. You're going to need shooting in Philly. We might ask for them back. The Lakers will take as much shooting as they can because they're going to have they're gonna run five out or four out, one in, run 80 at mid post, and let that be the death lineup, whatever it may be. The Nuggets need shoot. You know, we just seen earlier that did we use out. The Nets need more shoot or production off the bench. So now it's who wants to give you the most value. And, and he said, so, and he signed what a one year, two year contract. One year, six million, which is stupid cheap. So, right. For as like I said, eight, nine year pro. How am I going to pay him? Yeah. So and the crazy thing is, he's not asking for money. He would take a bigger kind of go elsewhere. He just wants to find a home. He was cool. He stayed in Utah because Utah kept paying him. Utah stopped because it was hurt. And now he's on five different teams in three years. Yeah. This is a six team in three years. And he's still relatively like, young. He's 29. So it's like, yeah. You still just get one good contract. Yeah. So now it's okay. Where's your home? So if the Knicks give him home, cool. I'll take him. He's a good vet. But he's always been a good vet. He just and has to he, help. You know, obviously, despite, you know, whatever you, you guys want to say about the Knicks, you know, obviously losing and whatnot. But on the offseason, they've always managed to find these, like, great good quality Gems. players and offer them, yeah, a one-year deal, and it works out for them. Right. So, hopefully, if it works, it works. If not, we got to move them. Oh. Move them. So, we'll see how that goes on the Knicks, end, on, the Knicks on the Knicks side. Obviously, they got the dub yesterday, which was great, but you know, in regards we'll to Philly. Yeah, we will. Um, but, regards to Philly, is Doc Rivers the answer, or do they are they short one or two guys? Is, is Tobias Harris, Kings of Boy, Long Island kid, is he the third option that's going to fit for them to make it work? See, Tobias is, like, in a, in a weird spot because he's judged on his contract. Like, he's not judged on what he does on the court. He's judged by people just look right at that contract he got. And at the end that's of the, the day, game paid 20 mil. I don't criticize I that because it's a business at the end of the day. That was about business. Right. I sit down with Anybody, I don't. Everybody get a job one day. If you go for a job interview, you hand in your resume, and somebody tell you, "I'm gonna pay you eighty thousand dollars a year for a job that you know you only qualified to probably make about fifty. You're not gonna sit there and tell them, "Now give me the fifty thousand. You be you be stupid. You're gonna take that eighty thousand dollars a year. You're not gonna sit there. <laughs> You're not gonna take less money. So everybody that said. Makes it seem like Tobias should have yeah. went in there and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! I want to give right. me twenty plus million. Give me the pattern. What do I sign? Give, give me, give me yeah. like ten million. What you talking about? I'm not worth that. So stop playing. He took what they offered him. Going elsewhere and go and go chase, go chase around. Exactly. So if you're telling me I'm going to get a guy that's going to shoot about forty percent from the field, about mid thirties from three, he's going to rebound. He's going to give me fifteen points a game. He's going to be unselfish." He doesn't, not a locker room problem. He'll be like uh, 18, 5, and 5, I feel yeah, like. He's That's gonna, what he was doing he's, with. He does a lot of work, charity work off the court. He's a, active in the community of the team that he plays for. He gets he's along with his man. teammates. He gets along with his coaching staff. So what he embodies as both a player and a person, I will pay that extra for because I know he's going to play hard. He's going to get better. He's going to listen to what the coaching staff is asking me, and he's willing to defer to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's not he's not gonna be a problem in your locker room. Never was. He was a problem with Doc before before no. he got traded in the first place. Right. Yeah. So and that's other thing. Doc likes him because he's had him before. 
I think yeah. he's just in a shooting slump right now, which some players go through. But I'd rather have him overpaid, if you will, and I know what he's going to eventually be able to give me than if I go trade players because of his big contract. Because his big contract, you're going to get back maybe two other players that you may not need. They may not be at the same value. They might not be at 50 Yeah, they might not be at the same value of what he's giving you. So you got to – sometimes you got to pick and choose. I think Philly is just like, oh, they look at that contract and the fans, it's like, get him out of here. He ain't worth that. Get him out of here. But it's like you go, you're paying that similar amount of money to Ben Simmons and he won't shoot the ball wide open. So if he can't, him, he doesn't want to. So that's if, if I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose to bias missing. At least I know he's going to shoot it. That Ben Simmons just standing there doing in and out crossovers, ain't nobody guarded him. It's a, it's a whole different conversation. There. I was gonna say to wrap up the Philly New York situation. I don't with Philly. I don't really think it's coaching at all. I don't think it's Tobias Harris at all. I think it's bench play. They pulled away from New York that game because they got 17 from Harris. They got 15 from Simmons and then 17 from Seth. The only way Philly's gonna make it anywhere in the East is if they end up putting. I hate to say it, Seth Curry on the bench, have him come off the bench because then 17 off the bench for a bench player looks great. Now you got a bench. Now you got a third off the bench. Your starters are going to be your starters. You're not surviving in the East without a bench. Yeah, because your starters, starters aren't. Yeah, your starters aren't. Besides Embiid, I guess, well, Simmons is an all-star too, but besides them two, your starters aren't going to take you over the top. They're not. So you need a bench to help the starters to go over the top. So, and I feel like you're not – you're not getting 17 from Tobias consistently and Simmons consistently. You're not on the same night. Maybe one is going to have it here and then one's going to have it the next night. But together, no. When 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 all five's in sync like that, you could arguably say, oh, they right there with Milwaukee to head out to eat. Right, 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 right. All the big men. But that's what I'm saying. When I look at that, I just look at, damn, their bench produced nothing. Meanwhile, I brought up Burks. Burks went ham off the bench from New York. So just think about a legit a Boston, uh, shoot, even in Atlanta, freaking a Charlotte. The Charlotte is perfect because their bench gets buckets. Like, you know what I mean? Philly going to have trouble with that because once your starters are out, once your starters are in foul trouble, besides maybe who? Tybo? Who? What? He's, he's supposed to be uh, Milton. Yeah. He's supposed to be the guy. The scorer off the bench supposed to be Milton. Who? And who? Who? Uh, get in the bubble, but Shake Milton, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's their, like, number one guy off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got we'll see how that, and, that, that, and I that think he, he's the only like scorer off the bench, you know, like that. Yeah. All all the other players are like low post players, like you know Dwight. Mike Scott. Scott's supposed to be a shooter who don't shoot. <laughs> Cormaz and then anybody else you want to describe by Cormaz, same thing. Um, supposed to be a shooter who don't shoot. But you got to produce at the end of the day. Moving forward, probably the biggest game of the weekend was this Harden return uh, versus Portland. The man can get buckets. There's nothing more you got to say about it. Coming from a strip club, and I'm going to have 40 points. Christian Woods, yeah. Christian Woods was hooping. 31 to 10, yeah. Christian Woods was solid. Well, Christian Woods is going to produce regardless. We know Christian Woods can do that. But James Harden, strip club, Lemon Pepper, and all James, that. And James, then, here's, the, here's the problem with James. Harden put up a fight this with way. himself. Tucker and some G League Christian Woods. Don't disrespect. Crazy. Yeah, no, nah, Christian Woods balled out. Don't disrespect Christian, Christian Woods, Woods too. Like Christian Woods too. 
But we're not going to act like Harden wasn't the reason why the game was closed. I mean, I watched that game from start to finish. And that Whoa. game, I was like, damn, okay, Harden. When I seen the numbers at halftime, which is like 17 and 12. Just like 17 and 12 at halftime. Okay, you knew Harden was going to have 40 to 50 when the game was over. Because he was getting whatever he wanted. He wasn't even doing a, a double step back. Wasn't even doing a double step back to create the space. He was just pulling up. Like, just, you know what? Like, the worst thing you could do is make the league's leading scorer over the past five years angry. <laughs> like, now it's just going to be food. And he's not happy. You remember what LeBron was, like, the villain for Miami, I guess you could say, because everybody was bad because he left Cleveland, went to Miami, and LeBron just super saying everybody loves that D-Wade to LeBron alley, right? That was during that year where LeBron became the villain. And he was just going into people's arenas, just smacking people. That's what Harden's going to do. That's what Harden's going to do. It might not come with Ws, but we still going to be like, damn. It's, it's still going to be popping. Damn, Harden over here available. And he just scoring 44 with his eyes closed. <laughs> like, it's scary, man. It could be Straight off throwing ones on some cheeks. Like, and I'm going to drop 44. That's crazy. Whoa, whoa, he wasn't at the strip club. He, he said that he clarified that he wasn't at the strip club that time. He was at a titty I don't bar. Believe you, you need he more says, She said <laughs> that's what he said. Harden said. He said, she said we see, we see. Harden, the Harden thing is, is, we know Harden is a good player. He's gonna score his points. We just gotta see him get some playoff wins. That'd be nice too. You know what I mean? Get well, let, let, let's call it what it really West, is. West if conference finals appearances would be nice. Add those if they have the full five, they'll probably be in Portland. He might probably, not have yeah, I, I was just I but, was about to say that. Yeah, like, yeah. I was going to say that too. I think he got to give this team a chance because Christian Woods is a good player. John Wall is a good player. And Marcus Cousins is a good Talk player. This is yeah. not – like, this this is not bums he has on that Houston Rockets team. This is not like this Houston Rockets team is trash. Like if he yep. said they had no Christian Woods, no John Wall, no DeMarcus Cousins, okay. If you don't want to play with the Wamba, Daniel House, and PJ Tucker, okay, I might give you that. If you would say you'll give me up out of here, I ain't trying to play with this team. I might give you that. But this team is talented enough. You got two superstar caliber players when healthy, and John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. That's what they were when they were healthy. So they're not going to lose it until they play a season so they can't play at that level no more. And then you have Christian Woods, who's a guy who they're thinking can turn into a superstar caliber player. So give it some time. You got a coach that's familiar with you with Steven Silas. He's been, he's been rocking with you. He's cool. Yeah. Once again, your lead assistant was, is, was there. So he knows that you run the same system with the Antonio. But I just like for the sake of him, the sake of his brand, he gotta stop the the pout baby thing, man. You mean stop bitches? It's not not helping him. It is pouting because he's hurting his. Like if you really wanted to get traded, you're hurting your chances to get traded because you're messing with the COVID protocol. Teams are not gonna rock with you if you break in the COVID protocol. It's one thing to miss a practice and show up late to training. Not 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 just teams, but players. Yeah. But when you're messing with health and safety guidelines, they're looking at you like, okay, he really don't care right now. So I want to bring you onto my team where you could be endangering the healthy and well-being of players, coaches, and staff. Nah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you really want to get traded, if you really want to get traded, put your hard hat on, go to work, roll up your sleeves, and then put your head down and just get your job done. If you really want to get traded, be like Kawhi. Don't even say nothing. Just be... Because Kawhi's biggest tool was his silence. Because the Spurs was trying to figure out, okay, what is wrong with this man? We, we don't know. Yeah, you got to ask him. But Kawhi don't talk. 
Kawhi went to New York and was rehabbing. He was off the face of the planet for a while there. So we just had a bunch of questions about him. James Harden out here getting seen at parties, and we're like, to the average person, they're like, yo, bro, we, we, we out here losing our jobs, and you out here throwing ones in the strip club? So he's losing his, his – he's pissing off Houston's fans. He's pissing off NBA fans. And then now he's messing with the NBA's money. The Houston Rockets not having players playing because they're in, at risk of getting the COVID. Or if he, he had got – like if James Harden had gotten COVID, God forbid, and he misses some games, he's causing the NBA a lot of money. And then these owners are not going to be happy because, like, wait a minute, big bro, you're a superstar player. You miss a game. Now we got to think about, do we got to shut down the season? You don't want to be yeah, exactly. that Exactly. This, this was prime time because they expected Houston to have everybody. It was like the first legit good matchup to see, okay, the battle for maybe, what, that third, fourth spot in the West. Who yeah, got and it? And they got postponed between him and OKC, them OKC because everybody's yeah. in code protocol. And he had seven yeah. guys instead of the required eight to play. Exactly. Yeah, I just, you know exactly. – uh, I'm all for what Keem just said. Like, just give this team a chance. It's like, you know, you, you have uh, John Wall and and Demarcus Cousins who are not bums. They act, they can ball, and you know, you actually. And then compared to last year, you have two actual legit bigs in Christian Wood and Cousins. Like, give this team a chance. And then after the season, in the off season, if, if you know, if you don't fuck with it, you know, just leave. No, you know, um, request a trade, but just just give it a chance. You know, feel the team out because all you're doing is you're just pissing off your 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 baits. I'm I'm gonna call it. I'm I'm gonna tell you now. He's not. He's gonna end up not going away. He ruined that. Not not because yeah. the first incident, because the next two ones after. So he ruined that because he's just showing he don't want to do. And all teams think about is the future. Okay, we bring him over here. Does he want to stay? Does he sign an extension? Probably not because he's gonna want to go to Brooklyn. He's gonna find a way to Brooklyn. As he should. I'm all about players voicing their opinions, players, you know, getting put where they want to get put because, I mean, they are the ones that make the people the money. But at the same time, he's going to make enemies. You don't want a Chris Paul to not rock with you. That's who runs the union for the NBA, a LeBron to not rock with you. Like, you can't do that. Like, I mean, granted, you cashed out. You got bags. bags. was your teammate last year. Exactly. Vice president is the point guard you want to go to. And Kyrie Irving don't want it. And Kyrie yeah, don't, don't, exactly. don't really want him. Man. And LeBron's face of the league. Yeah. And we know KD and Harden still cool. So I don't think KD going to say no. KD going to be like, I rock with him. That's my yeah, guy. But I, I, so. I wouldn't suggest Brooklyn do that. Because they have, a, like, yes, it's like two, three games into the season. But they have a nice Wait, thing going. Here's the tricky thing with that injury now. Then we hurt, yeah. Well, they're just going to slide over to the shooting guard slot. That's, that's all. Okay, and now Brooklyn got no bench, and now you got to rest. Have, they, have a, they have a bench. They probably would put Joe Harris back on the bench, and then that would be the, the part of their bench rotation. Uh, they still have one because they got Prince. They could have Harris. You're not getting Allen. Yeah, they're not. The only team not, I'm not sold on nobody. On I'm not sold on nobody from that bench but Levert. Because the real reason I'm not because they were a playoff team with that team playing, so I can't dismiss that. Like, Prince was starting, Allen was like, so I can't dismiss what they figured out how to play. They they, they, they figured out they figured out Levert could be their star. So they got pieces there. So, but Harden, I I feel like you don't have the keys in Houston, and you've been pretty much given the ability to do what you want. So don't make it awkward there now. It's like, let John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins show you first that they can't do this. 
Let them come back. Let them play. And if they looking like yeah, these niggas is done, then go. <laughs> all right, get me out of here. Like if they look like they're done, then you make more sense. You can ask for that trade if they look done. But he's burning bridges for sure. Alonzo. <laughs> a lot, Alonzo. yeah, a lot. Where he's just gonna end up in. I think he'll fix, but I think I hope they figure it out. I really do. Only reason why I'm saying that line is because I watched some of the uh, game last night, or maybe it was Sunday night. I think it was like maybe five, six minutes into the first quarter, and him and Tucker's going at it. You didn't really ever see Tucker and Harden go at it. There was kind of always somebody who was on the same page because Tucker been there just as long as Harden, if it was like to this point, right? Well, Tucker's more so fresher because you're paying this guy forty some odd million dollars, almost fifty million a year to do this. And he ain't got it. He broke his back last year. No, but so also, but Tucker, also, Tucker's Tucker, not rocking with how Harden's going about things. Like you can always be cool with guys off the court. If we're all professionals, we're all NBA players, and the way B's handling a trade, we might not like, but we still rock with B off the court because B's still our guy. You feel me? The podcast is still going to happen and all that because so it's just like, but we might be like, that's my guy, but I'm looking at him a little different because look how he's moving now. Like, he was my guy because I thought we would move it like always. So I'm pretty sure Tucker's in his air or it's going to be in his air at some point. Like, bro, you just wild and you in rookies like that practice. Like, yeah. Like, and he's like, but you got to remember, I'm your A1 day one. Like, I'm here with you, bro. So don't, don't like turn blind eyed to me like I'm here. So I, when you start having, you know, that chemistry, start becoming in question with somebody who's there just as long as you. And then that's when you're like, oh, okay. Kind of what happened with the Draymond Green, Kevin Durant situation. People seen that, and there was already rumors about his KD staying, his KD leaving, and then boom. And I was like, oh, no, he's gone for sure because now he wants to argue with his teammates. But, but, yeah, I, don't but think, I don't think people isn't, caught that. Isn't, isn't Tucker also, like, you know, Rocky with the in Rockets? The yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's trying to get a contract. Hey, we're not going to pay you now. Like, Yo, you're paying me now. Like, I broke my back for you guys last year. Playing center. And for what? Right. Playing center. P- Yo, me and P.D. Tucker are the same size. I think he's like 6'4", 6'5", like 250, 260. But that man is I'm hot. the same build. And he's checking AD, Jokic, all these, yo, like, what? Steven Adams. He tried his hardest. Like, like, that's crazy. I want my money, too. <laughs> so, but, you hey. You figured out a way to make it work, though, right? So, you can ask for it. So, moving forward, we're going to Sunday's events. And, uh. Call it that, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what I really care about is the fact that, for some reason, there's a green light on KD. Like he's back in the league. Everyone wants to bang on him. Like I where did this so come from? We everybody's testing everybody right now. Just to ask, we skipping over that. We skipping over that uh, Clipper massacre. We ain't gonna touch that. What's there to talk about? <laughs> it was seventy-seven twenty-seven. <laughs> and half. Hey, look, all I'm asking, all I'm asking, because my man PG said he was back. <laughs> he was like, "Yo, I'm back." <laughs> No. Mom, hot. What's what happened? Paul George goes 15 on four for 13, no threes and four turnovers. <laughs> cool. You had Luke Kennard, seven <laughs> points. <laughs> Pat <laughs> Bev, two points. Serge Ibaka had 13 and nine. All I said, I'm just saying, if everybody, it seemed like everybody on ESPN these days want to say that the Clippers are supposed to be the team in the West to challenge the Lakers. So, when I see them out here getting fifty-one piece by a team that got no, don't got that second best player, I'm sitting there going, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. They played nah. thirteen guys that night, and nah, and, and and this is how you respond after Kawhi gets injured. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Put up a fight. Uh, that's why Kawhi's leaving the Clippers. Get him out of here, coach. All right, he's, he's leaving the Clippers after this season. Jazzy Jeffrey? I don't know where he's going to go. The Knicks. Sutter would love to see him go back know. to the Knicks. I wish. Sutter would I love to see him know. go back to the Spurs, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, but it's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that bridge is done. <laughs> yeah, Whether that bridge is done. Or but he, he could, you know, he could take the bridge to New York, so. Yeah, I'm going to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> So it wasn't much, you know. Don Case does what he does. They got the production out of Josh Richardson. Tim Holloway finally produced. Finally. So other than that, it was them three, and the Arabels chipped in. For that's what eight, Tim Holloway eight. does. Soto, he's a streak shooter. That's what he does. He's he's basically like like a a, a modern day version of maybe like a, a Allen Houston. You know what I mean, like, right, listen, oh, Tim Holloway. Oh, well, he, he has games where he gets hot. And he has games to go, just like Allen Houston. When Allen Houston was on, yeah, he'd give you like 25-plus when he was on. For the record, Allen Houston balled in the finals. I went here. Yeah, and what happened to all those other playoff runs? That's my point. He, he balled he in the finals. series. He was in the finals. Then, like, he, he was, was nowhere to be found in no other series. That's foremost. what I'm saying. Yeah, the first of the trust people's name. That's first and foremost. That's what I'm saying. Allen Houston. Tim Duncan and Dave okay. Robinson. So, Tim Hardaway Jr., same way. He, when he's hot, he's hot. When he's cold, he's cold. So he was I hot. Allow, that he, used to over he played well. Josh Richardson played well. Several nights. You know what I mean? Josh Richardson played well, like we said before. That was a yes, really he did. good pickup. A surprising – now, I don't know if this is like an out-of-body – no, the bench kind of has some out-of-body experiences, though, because Carly Stein had nine points. He barely – most of the time, he only get like two. Who? <laughs> Carly Stein had nine points. He, he only Who? get like – Oh, Will Trill? Will, Will, Will he Trill? <laughs> Brunson only had 11. So, but normally he's like last year, he was more of a consistent player for them, and then he got hurt. And, but everybody's uh, produced. That's the thing. Everybody produced that game when the Clippers didn't. So that was it. Four it points compared to. To be honest, if you really like, if you look at the box scores, they really only had the starting five only had three players really play well because you only got eight points out of Finney Smith and you got four out of Powell. And then Joey Morris on the bench so bad rather than yeah, it was really the Clippers just forgot there was a game that day. Yeah, <laughs> so it, 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 that's, that's what it is too. That's all about that. They got smoke. One twenty four is pretty much going to be an average in this league, and they had seventy three. So that's that. Um, and, and yo, not for nothing though. I know he's not a scorer, I, and I know he's not a scorer. Okay. All that barking from Pat Beverly, two points. <laughs> that's two what points, Pat Beverly two, does, two rebounds. So. His game is in his What is it? No assists? No steals? No blocks? Like, I told you, he'd just be out there running. You play 22 minutes. You go back. You play 22 minutes, right? You play. You took two shots in 22 minutes. He's not a scorer. So I don't that to you. He don't score. He don't no, and, and I know, but, but still, like, it's like. When your star is out, you got to do something different. I'm not that's always been a question about the Clippers. Paul George shooting. Out, outside of Paul George and Kawhi, that's always been a question about that team. Other than, I say Paul George, Kawhi, and Lou Williams. That's always been a question mark. Who else? So, so all that bark for nothing. It's like, is that, I'm not going to knock Paul George. It, 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 it kind of makes me like, no bite. Yeah, it kind of makes me appreciate like somebody like Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart, he barks, but he actually like backs it up. Dash competes. Oh, Marcus Smart's a better player. There's a big difference. He's a, he's, he's a better player. He's a much better player. So, but but moving forward, we can leave that debacle. Not much to talk about that. Um, what the Nets on NBA TV? Yeah. Not mistaken. 
Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a triple header. So, that's why we was just trying to boom it on KD. <laughs> he did. He didn't try. He caught him. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a green light. Every, I don't know where this came from. He gave my man a body-to-body contact People don't dunk. Care. I don't know. I guess KD was, was, was on the floor looking like an old man at the Y. Thought he still had to bounce Yo. like that. I feel like he slept on his bounce. Like, I don't think he realized Scary Terry got up like that. So I think he thought, who is this little guy? I think he, had, I'm he thought it was Aaron Bledsoe. <laughs> no, KD's trying to make a statement that he's 100% back. He proved he's back on the, on the offensive end. Let me finish. He proved he's back on the offensive end. We know that. Skinny KD, weight KD from Oakland when he was with the Warriors, it don't matter. He's he's that jumper's not gonna change. One Achilles, no Achilles, whatever. So with that being said, I think he, that's why he came out preseason. Like I'm not gonna say I'm back to our play a few games, like you know, real regular season games. And I think he wants to be a hundred, wants to show he's hundred percent on both ends. Before he got hurt, they were saying, Okay, can he stepping up his defense? He could play he could play the five and small ball because he's well, okay. the thing. he wasn't he wasn't gonna nobody in OKC. Okay. And Chris said you wanna play, you gotta you, you wanna so, play, okay. you to play okay. defense. You see and what I'm saying? He, okay. he was in the went for the chase chase down. This is where you know you don't this is where you know you don't mess up, right? Because everybody Hoopers got all Hoopers notice. There's a big ass difference between weak side defense and strong side defense. When you True. catch somebody on weak side, they don't see you. That's why it's called weak side. So when you run across, when KD run across and try to catch somebody lacking on that weak side on a dunk, yeah, because they're not paying attention to KD. They just see who they beat for the dunk. Problem is, when you're not a, you're not LeBron with the chase down block. So he thought I was going to chase down Rozier, and Rozier looked at him. That's what made it worse. Like, Rosier looked at him like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, he Rozier, came down uh, and was looking at him. No, like, are you I sure? Are you sure? About and then proceeded to dunk on him. Like, none of that. It's about it, about it. But what made it worse was it was a boom because the nigga got dunked on. Not like a, okay, he dropped it on you. He tried to get the chase. He fell. <laughs> no, it was body. The ref blew the whistle after the ball was already in the hoop. <laughs> He seen a body, so KD went and got created the body contact, and then fell and then looked up like I did something wrong. And KD's my guy. You just don't do that, bro. You don't look stupid like that. Like you don't do that. First thing I said was, "Why did he jump?" It it, it must be the seven foot wingspan because why did he jump? Rose was four steps. Rose was four steps ahead of him. Four steps ahead of him. I didn't know Rozier had bounce like that. That's what I was about to say. I think he slept on Rozier's bounce. The, I think dunk, he, the dunk was in nothing crazy. It was a regular just no, 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 slam. No, but you got to remember. It's the fact that Rozier, KD went into him, so it looked like Rozier, a bar. Yeah, but Rozier's <laughs> only six feet. So, like, for him, you say that's regular. But for somebody that's six feet to get up and cock it back on somebody, that's a big Boom. deal. So he wasn't thinking he gonna get up and cock back. I mean, you seen Quahoo? He probably catch people the same way. Oh, I know. Go up and cock back. And then he gonna do a finger roll. He dunk on somebody. So that's what happened. Is 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 green light on KD? Like like B said, but KD gonna end up catching somebody, and it's not gonna be green light no more. At the end of the day, oh, no, he got you. Like, coming <laughs> off somebody, bro. He glacked no, somebody. And like just takes off the backboard, like and then looks the at them, and then walks and down the like, point. All right, all right, you got it. And then you go back. 
Try to yeah. block like Curry on a dunk. Kick start with somebody that does. Try to block nah, somebody that don't nah, got nah, bounce. Nah, but it's it wild because it's like coming off the injury you're coming off of, bro. Your speed's not going to be there. You might not ever get the speed back. And that's something he would get his before he got injured. He would get that. I agree. Before he got injured, Rosé's probably not trying to dunk that. Rosé's probably going for a, a layup to draw the contact like a typical guard would. But, like, that was just the energy that whole game. He's going against Remember, Rosea was the backup for Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. Niggas rock with him off the court, but I don't know. I don't think Rosea really rocks with Kyrie. That was one of the chemistry issue rumors yeah. that went around. He feel you like know what I'm saying? So that game, you know, out of bodies. Yeah, that's what he would say. But then Haywood tried to pull the people. I'm Haywood. still a guy, but I called that. He four and five, but he did have four I called that. earlier in the year. Yeah, I called that. Gordon Haywood was looking good out there. I, I called that. And Haywood, the, 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 the good part. The good um, part was he was averaging 25 off the bench. He, it was, he was good. So the, the, the good thing is that he was hitting big shots in big moments. Yeah. Yes. One thing, one thing I will always say about him he got the, is that, yeah, if he would hit them shots for boss, it's a different story. No. They, they, it wasn't always, oh, Tatum taking the last shot. There were three-minute game shots in the three – Three, four minute mark in the fourth quarter is still big shots if you hold it on to a two point lead. You know what I'm saying? Like those shots he's getting he's back. in Charlotte, he was always getting in Boston. He just was hitting the side of the backboard. And he just he got the ball. Tell, you can Yo, tell he got the swagger back. How did how did we go back to talking about the Celtics? No, 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 no. He no, just no, did I'm it. Just... Talk about going to Hayward. But I was no, like, uh, no, I didn't Hayward. bring it up from there and bring it up the Rosea Kyrie matchup. That's Gordon, why. It wasn't Gordon supposed Hayward, to last. Gordon Hayward got the drip back because he got that little fake. <laughs> you man. know how he got that little fake, little KD right left crossover. So when he did one of those in the game and pulled up for a three and hit it, I was like, okay, he's back. And then obviously, you know, he does the thing. He goes back on defense. He always runs his hair, his hand through his hair. I don't know why he takes yeah. it so much. So, Peter yeah. Washington played well. He had that slide, for right? one. He's Another good. ball is looking up and down right now, but it's early. So, he has six, five, and five. His playmaking has been consistent. Yeah. I don't say that. So, it's early. He's taking a bench role. So, we'll see yeah. how it goes with the key goes here. And, and boy, Brandon. I think, I think the only way right now that ball cracks the starting lineup is if, you know, God forbid Rozier or Graham go down with an injury at this yeah. point. Because one of them, see what he does, let him play and just go from there. His shooting got to improve dramatically if he wants to touch that starting spot. And so, Miles Bridges is starting to look better, like the player B was hoping he was going to look like. Before that, no. But now he's starting to turn into his own. Michael Jordan, this is, I'll be honest, because Michael Jordan was taking a lot of slander about some of the decisions he had made with this team to this point. But I think. He may have got it. Like having Cody Zeller, you start saying? He might have something right now. He might have something. It's Bismack as a starting center. So I'm disrespecting Bismack Biombo. Like, y'all don't know he go to this. Bismack is the starting center. Why y'all keep saying Zeller? Punch Kyrie's. Bismack is hooping right now. What you talking about? Bismack is hooping out here right now. Crazy. Yeah, one good playoff series. But you mean. And that was like four years ago. He was battling some injuries, but now he's healthy. He's looking like the, the Bismack that he was in the What injuries? Series. He's All right. He had a knee injury. Why are you acting like yeah, I know he had that? I don't know. I'm, I'm saying because it's Charlotte. Who is that? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. That yeah. Buzz City slander is not called for out here. You think they'll trade for a center? Yeah, nah, I, think they'll, I think they'll rock with Bismack for now. 
they'll trade for a center or they'll, they'll draft one if they're in the lottery again. The only reason why I say they want to trade for a center is because they're still a young team. Like, Bismack's not that old. I think he's just in his late 20s. He's not like he's, like, you know, I think he's 27. He's 28, so, yeah. so he can still be a part of that young core that they're trying to build. And they pretty much have it. The rotation that they got, the starting five, which is uh, Rosie I like, Graham, I like um, P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington, yeah, he's starting to turn into the player that they thought he was a, a kind of Let's a see if he, becomes, if he becomes the center because he could do it. He's better as a four, though. Who, P.J.? Yeah, P.J. Because yeah. defensively, he can't guard centers right now. No. And I think that's too much to ask him to do. It takes away from what he does offensively. He's like a, like a Paul Millsap, except he's not a, as good of a three-point shooter right now, but like a Utah Paul Millsap before he started shooting the threes in Atlanta. Okay, that makes sense then. So let me go to the other, I guess, Lakers shoot around. Uh, they smoked the Wolves 127.91. Honestly, there's not much to talk about in this game. It's really not. Like, even, like, even with Ken talking about his Lakers again, like, it's nothing much. Like, I mean, not- for some, it was hoped before, no towns, for whatever reason why. Um, he has a wrist wrist injury. Yeah, he's hurt. Okay, so he's hurt. So, you know, D'Lo has four points in 21 minutes. See, Edwards had 15. Well, he played well. well. I'm gonna let Keem talk in a second because I know this is his because is uh, he said D'Lo like because he said D'Lo got four points, but he said that like shockingly, like we're gonna act like shooter don't lock up, like that's what that man. Does he plays yeah, good homie, defense? Homie He's a good on-ball defender. So, which is so that's what he does to people. That's why the Lakers wanted him, and they want to sign him long term because other than what he does offensively, he's a really good on-ball defender, and he can guard mm-hmm. points and shooting guards. In a Dallas game, he kind of frustrated Donkic a lot because Donkic likes to body people, and he's like, I like to play like that. So bodying the shooter doesn't really hurt him because he likes the physicality. He likes to play like. Yeah. So I think if they had Towns, it's a better game. It's, Lakers still gonna win the game, but I think They're it's, not, it's close. not a lopsided victory uh, like it was. No, I, I, I think Edward, like someone Soto said, I think Edwards is looking good. He, he's starting to, you know, look like that combo guard starting that they thought he could be. He could, get to the, he could get to the basket off the dribble. Piece. He could shoot off the dribble. <laughs> he said, "Percolate." I'm not even going to touch that. He's out here sounding like Clyde. Percolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, being on me, like Rose Jake Wayman was okay. You know, he had to for a filling role. Nasri was okay. Um, I mean, Jake Coleman was solid. Groove was solid. But other than that, it's like, you know, the, I'm only gonna talk about, like the only positive that I took out of this game were were on two players, and that's Kuzma. You know, filling Ooh. in. You know, filling in for AD twenty points if he can eight for twelve. Right, so if he can keep, you know, that shooting consistency, you know, he'll be set for the season. But also, I think Gasol, and the reason why, I was worried about Marcus Gasol the first two games. And just the fact that he had 12 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. um, Four blocks. Right, and and that's what they need out of him because, you know, losing McGee and Dwight, he's not as physical and active as them. So he has to – Right. So he has to, like, you know, be more, I guess, aggressive on the offensive side, which he showed this game. So if he, if the Lakers get this kind of game out of Gasol going forward, I would say they're, they're more dangerous than they, you know, they already are. But, and, and that was probably the only person I was worried about on the Lakers roster because the first two games I was like, damn, they signed Marcus Gasol and he hasn't done absolutely anything. So I'll, I'll rebuttal that by saying that. Gasol is not there for the regular season. 
neither is um, Wesley Matthews. They're, they're the not there for the regular season. They're there for the postseason where they have to do it in short short minutes. Because Marcus Gasol is not going to play 28, 30 minutes in the playoffs. He's going to play 10 to 15 minutes. It's going to be like what he did in the playoffs this year or last year or, yeah, two, two months ago. ago. AD's playing all five. LeBron's playing all four. Kuz yeah, playing the three. AD's already and they got to find someone, whoever it may be, whether it's Caruso or um, Quinn easy. Cook or West Mag, whoever it is, they're fine. Their only weakness is at the two spot. And they got to find it because Stroh's going to run point nonstop. So they go with a true shooter, or do they move everybody up, have Kuzma play the two, and they go Trez at the four. The Caruso-Dennis-Shooter tandem, you haven't seen it because he's been hurt. But uh, also, uh, Horton Tucker is going to be at more rotation minutes at that two spot as well, too. He's been playing well when he's got the opportunity to play. And to piggyback Soto real quick. He get those minutes come late game into the playoff rotation. He can. He can because he can score. And, and I, I don't know. I'm worried about points. the center position because yeah. it's like behind Gasol. Who who do you have? I mean, I know you, you have Trez. No, I know Trez. That's really much what it yeah. is. Because the Lakers rely on their perimeter defense. Really, that's really that's the strength of their defense. The reason why they got so many block shots last year is because Javale McGee and AD are coming over on weak side, because they do a really good job of pressuring teams on ball. So it's like when you get to the basket, it's never a blow by. You always got somebody on your hip. So you're laying it up over the length of, you know, Dwight. And Marcus Gasol was a charge cheese. So I know, like, Soto, you're worried about their paint protection. He's not maybe a shot blocker, but he likes to set up and take charges. So that's his, what he brings. He, and Matrez does like to block shots. So he can get some weak side blocks. I think they built their team around perimeter defense and then having weak side help with their bigs more so than relying on funneling. Like with the White and JaVale McGee, you could funnel players to them. With well, they did. Marcus Gasol, like, yeah, no, funnel. I just, I, I just saw back. like Dwight and McGee as like more, you know, aggressive, active big yeah, men, yeah. you know, when it comes to like grabbing a board. Cause yeah. when it comes to like, for example, grabbing a board, I've seen Gasol lazy at times. So well, he's I, always been that way. He's never been like, I would have both loved Gasol brothers. They were never like, I'm gonna get 15 boys a game. They just, yeah. Doing their own way, but with, right. the, with, the, with the team constructed, well, with Powell, you had Bynum. Bynum did nothing but rebound the ball, rebound post up, oh, be that presence. You don't have that with Marcus Gasol. You have that with Trez and AD. So and your your bread and butter is still AD. They just wanted some help on offense. Yeah, because Javale McGee and Dwight were the same players. I would love to have kept one of them. I think if they could have, right. they probably would have kept one of them. They would have kept Dwight. Yeah, but the money, yeah, but the money, and then he chose to go to Atlanta. He didn't want, he didn't choose to wait to see what the Lakers are going to do. He chose to go to Atlanta, which that's his choice. Or Philly. Oh, Philly, excuse Philly. me, my fault. Yeah, Philly, Philly, my fault. So he, like he was going to go to Atlanta. To he that. resigned, then he moved him to go to Cleveland. Now he's the backup for Drummond over there. That's all Lakers are. The Lakers are just, they're going to just find a rotation. They're going to run 10 guys now, 12 guys now. Come playoff time is going to be about, like they did this year, nine, 10 guys. They're going to have the AD and LeBron run their 35 minutes, nothing crazy unless needed, and they're going to coast with just depth. That mm-hmm. This team is good. The, the last person on rotation is probably going to be Caruso or Wesley Matthews, and that's not no slander. It's well, just they, like, that, they, that's what they want to go into the rotation. Vogel loves Caruso, so he's going to be the backup point guard. He loves to. And Caruso plays well as that backup point guard. So, so he's going to get his minutes. And he can play alongside Shooter because of the fact that he doesn't need the ball in his hand. And he's a really so good Wesley Matthews is going to be your last guy playing about 10, 12 minutes. 
Well, that's going to depend on what you want to do because Trez is not, is not getting paid. Wesley Matthews is a weird. You're not getting paid, aka good money to yeah. just not be, just to not play. He's going to play like 30 minutes a game. He might be the starter at the end of the games. Morgan Soul is going to be a filler like what Dwight was like what Javel McGee was, they weren't there to finish games. They're there just to keep things going, keep things simple until LeBron's ready to go, until AD's ready to go. That team will live and die off AD and LeBron. And as long as everything goes into play, they'll just see who they, got, who, who they have. And if Horton Tucker, like Keem says, actually makes a rotation and plays 15, 20 minutes, you'll probably see a lot of Matthews. You have to have Mark Gasol play. 20 minutes a game, not play like 10 minutes a game, get 80 a break. Because Gasol's a better shooter from the three point, from the perimeter. But he that's what do, he's there for. Yeah, he don't do both sides of the ball. He, he doesn't do it anymore like he used to compared to what AD does now. Yeah. He's there so for that's where, it's, it's all just filling in to when the time comes to where you have the playoffs. Okay, we'll do the same rotation. Mark Gasol in for Dwight McGee. Trez fills in as well. West Magic places. Danny Green and Caldwell Pope, if he stays consistent again, he'll be in. Because he played like ass all regular season and then he took it from the playoffs where he was supposed to do it. So happens. It's all gonna be just what are they what are the Lakers gonna do for now? Right. As for the Wolves, they need coffee, they need coffee town back and healthy. Yeah. No, prayers for prayer for cat because he's you know not in a good place right now. Hopefully whatever he's figuring out mentally. To try and like you know make sure he's good. I know there's a whole lot of stuff going because of COVID, obviously, and you know he lost his mom and everybody, and everybody's family. Yeah, he, he lost a lot, a lot this this off season. Yeah, so whatever he has to do mentally, hopefully he figures it out. But this team, even with talent, this team is not going anywhere. Sadly, because this this is not enough. Edwards can become something. You yeah, know, you have Rubio, you have, Rubio, you have Edwards, you have Culver, you have Delo, and you have Town. Those are in the West, in, that they, Northeast, in the Northeast. Hopefully they figure it Northwest, out. Northwest, what would you? That's basically all you can wish for. <laughs> hopefully they figure it out. Yeah, because time's going to have to go home. Are you going to see another coach fired? That's the reality. Yeah. So, and as, and as a crash course, does Devin Booker leave Phoenix? Because if you go somewhere, the only place we want to go to is Minnesota because his boys are there. So... How much you willing to pay Delo his thirty mil, Towns is thirty mil, and then you paying Booker forty mil. Now you got what a hundred mil in three players. That's not a good. <laughs> that super team stuff is not going to work like that when everybody's playing top tier dollar, especially when you haven't skipped the playoffs in three years. So that's the other. That's the other. So, but let's wrap it up with some closing thoughts. Uh, outside of the current. NBA TV games, how do you guys feel about the rest of the league? Are you shocked that Orlando and Cleveland are 3 0? No, I'm not shocked that they're 3 0 because Orlando and somebody else in the East did that last year. They got off to a hot start in the early season. The first They'll 10 probably games, lose like 10 straight. They got off, they did it, one of them did it last year. They got off to a hot start in the first 10 games and it just like crash and burn. So it, it happens. They're going to play really well. They're going to beat Early. teams, and the team's going to be like, all right, let's stop playing with them, and then they're going to start losing again. So, my question is, Shout what is Fonya, going to Love? Shout out to Fonya, he hooping. I love Fonya! Shout out to Fonya. He's just selfish. Ant's <laughs> favorite player right there. He hooping right now. That's Ant's man right there. <laughs> I'm before every game. 
bless the fruit before us. That's that's what he's gonna say as teams come in and give him for you. Oh yeah. I th- I uh, think I think you know just a quick out of all the the teams that I, I guess are undefeated, just just keep an eye on the Pacers. I think you know having a healthy Sabonis back actually you know uh, you know makes them a pretty dangerous team. And then I've I've always liked Brogdon as a player. Um, Miami, I mean Milwaukee, really screwed that one up. So yeah, they have not been the same since. Right. They're hoping they got it back with Drew. That's what they're hoping. Yeah, they Drew. But the Pacers are legit. I'll give some of that. The Pacers are legit. They're the so, only team undefeated right now that might be legit. Oh, and my personal favorite, not Cole Anthony, but shout out to the Magic and shout out to Markel Fultz. Because he is finally playing to what he should have been before the nerve issue. What a show! So now he actually got medically healed from that. I guess I, I guess it's catastrophic because everybody knows how bad nerve endings are when they're all messed up. So now his jump shot is decent, his bounce is up there. He's playing great. So and he got paid. So Terrence Ross is playing well. Isn't he a rich poor guy? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm a, a big umbrella with that whole group. So, phony for the Celtics. <laughs> I'm a phony to the Celtics. Don't, don't do that to him. Trade Jalen Brown in the first Celtics. He, he already, <laughs> he already thinning in the front, looking like Bomani. Don't do that to him. Stress. <laughs> <laughs> Screst, bro. Screst. But yeah, other than that, shout out the Knicks for winning last night. The Bucks do not look good. They got to find someone for that bench. I don't know who they got to be, but good teams don't lose to bad teams. That bad. You lose by like, you know, the Hornets beat the Nets by two. Okay. You get Pete. You were down by 30 the whole second half against the Knicks. And you're supposed to be for contention. The Bucks got to figure something out. So shout out to my Knicks. But if the Bucks need anything, who, I say shooting. Who should they go after? Burks. Reasonable without buying. Without he said Burks. They go after Burks. <laughs> so, uh, but that was my oh. in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Where else would you go with that? <laughs> Can't do anything with their roster. They're pretty strapped on cash because of what they gave Middleton and what they just gave Giannis. So the reality is they just got to get Giannis to get a jump shot. And then I solve all those problems. What you want? So that's going to solve everything. Giannis get a jump shot, problem solved. So, hey, what's good with you laughing, bro? What's, what's up? You level high before you hit a jump shot the next Celtics Magic game? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put a plug in real quick. I'm just not following for the bait. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put a plug in real quick for you, wrap it up. If you listen to this, Giannis, hit up Ant, a smooth, Ace Ant is a shooter, Pierce shooter, Ant 5. He, he put you in a gym, you get a jump shot, guaranteed. Hey, you still won't <laughs> get a jump shot. <laughs> Wait, a jump shot or a free throw? It's both. <laughs> right now, Jules. Anti-shooting right academy, number right one. Now, right now, Jules, Jules Randall's son shoot better from the free throw line than Giannis. Yo. Yo, he's three years old. Pussy, that's so disrespectful. He's three years old. Hey, I'm not he's disrespectful. Like two feet. I'm not being disrespectful. He is two for two from the free throw line. What's Giannis out here? Shooting air balls. <laughs> so, shout to the Raptors. They look like in the middle of the road, but they're actually like, man, Lee's a little less solid pick. I think Kyle Lowry's done. I think he just physically does not, ever since the playoffs, he does not look right. You can tell like when he runs, like he's just. Something's up. I think he's I think he's dealing with with a more like serious injury. And where's Siak? So you want to talk about Spurs real quick? I love him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the fact that they're two and one. I mean, it it doesn't surprise me. They're always underappreciated, and they're you know, yeah, they're always underappreciated. Like under, 
Yes, they have always been underappreciated, undervalued. Right? I'm not going to try to go undervalued here. Yes, absolutely. The Spurs, absolutely. They're the best franchise. Wow. So everybody calls them the best ran franchise in the Every league. year. It oh, might be the yeah, best franchise the in the are, are in the are never entering the playoffs. Listen. No, that's a lie, Soto. You're lying. No. See, it's not a lie. It's well, not a lie because nobody picked them to face. go to the playoffs. Absolutely nobody. You didn't. Did you pick them? I picked them. I picked them. Yeah, you picked oh, them. I picked them. Yeah, and I said I was biased, but I'm I'm sticking with them, all right? So if I have to end if I have to end this podcast episode on the rent, I will. Shout out to Pop, the Spurs, Big Becky. But anyway. Get them out of here. All right. Hey <laughs> Becky. Spurs till I die. We said Spurs till you die. <laughs> oh. So sort of been drinking. We hope something's happening. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up here. Um, that'll do it for us at the Sounds of Howard podcast. Always a pleasure, fellas. We will catch you guys later. Catch catches on Instagram. We will provide all the information as we can as we go. And we'll catch you next week.